This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of D-Lo KC, and thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it, and hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. Enjoy the show. Hey, Rex. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got them screaming, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo. We got them screaming, D-Lo, KC. You got you got some things to say. I'm not. You told me it. before. No. You got some things to say. Some no. things to get off your chest. I'm not gonna act all cheery right now, even though I am the love doctor today. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Let me know if you have any questions, any concerns, any any advice that you need here on this Valentine's Day because you, I am the love doctor. Are you qualified for this? Absolutely. Okay. I've been took you saving relationships. To get married. I've been saving relationships and giving great advice. To the homies for decades now. I am the love doctor. I have to text, check with Jasmine. Hit me up, man, uh, with any advice that you need. I got you today. But this isn't going to be a nice, hearty welcome to the show, I I take it. Because Damien came in throwing things around, said he's not here for today. That's not entirely accurate, but I am. Uh, Chat, didn't he come in throwing things around? You saw it. No, I, I, I just said. Pretty sure a pencil hit the wall. Yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it's we're right doing. Yeah. The ultimate needle mover in God mode himself. He's Kenny Carraway. Yes, sir. 
Acknowledge me. I'm gonna tell you, man. I I I I try not to like be over the top, like game to game with this team with sports. I mean, uh, to a certain degree, something De'Aaron said a week or so ago was right. It's a loss in the loss column, and I said following that game against Detroit, it's just one loss in the loss column. So De'Aaron is a hundred percent right until it's not. Right, and I'm starting to get to the point where I'm feeling like it's not. Last night was the this is the most down I've been on this basketball team all year. Mm. Despite losses to Charlotte, despite losses to Detroit, three game losing streaks, four game losing streaks. There was something about last night's game where I was like, you know what? TC, if you're listening, and we just gotta be real with ourselves of what we're talking about with this team. We keep waiting for something to happen that's not happening. We keep waiting for everyone to play well at the same time. That's not happening. Uh, We keep waiting for this new version of Harrison Barnes to coincide with this incredible version of of DeMontis Sabonis that's playing right now and and, and to see De'Aaron. Man, what a waste. What a waste. For the game DeMontis Sabonis had last night, for the the way DeMontis Sabonis is playing, De'Aaron Fox to find his form a little bit last night. Malik Monk continuing to do what he do. It's like six or seven straight games for Malik Monk. And you couldn't get anything from HP? You couldn't get And look, second-year player, you, 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 you talk about Keegan Murray in the grand scheme of things, right? But there's been a lot of people who've been celebrating Keegan Murray's success and laughing at Jaden Ivey's failures. Why don't you go look at them numbers now? Mm. Better yet, why don't you go look at the last, look, look at the last 12 games? Jaden Ivey versus Keegan Murray, because no one's firing off jokes anymore. Mm. Go look at Jaden Ivey's season in its totality. Again, that doesn't mean anything. Just, just bear with me here for a second. That doesn't mean anything. You, 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 you got to let Keegan Murray develop as a player. We've seen him grow uh, uh, by leaps and bounds on the defensive end. There's no question about that. But, but at, at no point throughout this season have, have, have we, we – we, uh, Domas, I, last week, I, I want to see. I want to see Domas more aggressive offensively. De'Aaron's been picked apart with his his low scoring games in the last handful of weeks. We've trashed Harrison Barnes. I've got some things to say about Kevin Herter, and this isn't even my opinion on Kevin Herter. This is my opinion on Kevin Herter's spot on the team. We need to talk about that. People have had things to say about Malik Monk and everybody, but we've all have collectively have stalled out Kevin uh, uh, Keegan Murray. If we're gonna if we're gonna pick apart everybody on this team, you got to pick apart Keegan Murray too. Mm-hmm. Keegan Murray again. It doesn't mean you got to trade him. It doesn't mean oh what a fail. It doesn't mean it's not right. It doesn't mean anything. It means in this moment right now, Keegan Murray is all over the place offensively. And you got what like a total of thirteen or fourteen points from your wings yesterday. When you got seventy plus from your stars, and 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 Malik carried the whole bench. And we keep waiting for this to change. We're 50-something games into the season. Last night was the night. I was mad last night. Mm. I wasn't even mad after Detroit. That's the Phoenix Suns. That's Kevin Durant. You hear the way about Kevin Durant was talking about the Sacramento Kings last night? Mm-hmm. Talking about how, how they never stop playing, how tough they are to guard, how, 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 how you can't finish them off till the final buzzer goes off. Mm. That's one of the greatest players of all time talking about this basketball team. Yeah, we're sitting here and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. Something's going to happen. Something's going to change. Something's going to get better. Rest, uh, uh, mental fatigue, all of this stuff. And it's like, man, last night was the first night where it's like, I don't think any of this is happening. 
This is a play-in team. Hmm. I think the Phoenix Suns are better. I think the New Orleans Pelicans, I guess, are better. Dallas sure as hell is playing better. They did a lot during the trade deadline that 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 rosterized could say that they're better. Need to see it play out some more, but right now they're playing better. How am I going to tell you Sacramento is going to jump any of those teams? Because you've got to jump them, and I don't think that they can. And we keep saying, "Oh, this is it's it's, it's going to click." Oh, if they just do this, we said it as recently as yesterday. This team is talented. They have the pieces for this all come together and for them to make a run. I'm starting to think they don't. And there's something that was really, really glaring last night, but I don't want to cut it short. I'm going to hold it off for a second because we talk about this offseason. Mm-hmm. We talk about how big of an offseason this is for Monty McNair and this basketball team. There is one move, and it is clear as day to me now. Just I felt like this for a while. If you've listened to the show at any point this year, you know how I feel about this. We'll talk about it in a second. But last night, it became glaringly obvious. It's on a poster. It's playing on the big screen at the Golden One Centers. This particular part of the roster needs to change. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Said a lot there. Said a lot there. And a lot of it that uh, I agree with. I don't necessarily agree with. And Steve Wilkes has been fired. Jesus Christ. Steve Wilkes, man, before they can even get a pick for him. Damn. Uh, <laughs> That's and foul. I, look, That's Black History Month. Come on, Kyle. <laughs> and, and look, I owe, I don't know who it was, one of them, uh, one of them little sites yesterday, they, was, they reported that Kyle was noncommittal to Steve Wilkes. I was like, that's unfair to, to, to put that out there like that because he said like a minute later he expects all the coaches to be back. Well, I guess I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I guess I was wrong in that one. I, I, all the all the other coaches to be yeah. back. So I was wrong on that one. We'll talk about that in a, a little later. Um, I'm the only one in the damn building not wearing red or pink. No, I'm in a, I'm in a terrible red. place today. Red today. You know what I'm saying? I didn't Valentine's know. Day. I didn't know it was a thing. Well, it's been a thing your whole life to wear Valentine to wear red on Valentine. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't like know that was a St. thing. Is that a thing? Are you wearing red? Do I have? Black sweater and sweats on. We don't do fine. this here. What are you talking right. about? No, that's oh, fine. okay. Uh, Twitter Liggy, Liggy. getting that, Damien. All right. Men don't do that. All right. No, I think <laughs> no we don't participate uh, in Spirit Day. Well, yeah, Me they, and Dame don't do Spirit Days. Men don't participate. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say run to the grill, fe- the grill fellas. All right. I didn't say, oh, ushers at the stage. Let's go to the grill quick, guys. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Chris isn't wearing uh, red either. I think I might be the only man... No, you're red. not. There's 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 red all over the well. Yeah, I think I'm the only one. Yeah, actually, you might be because, well, you're right. I think you might be. <laughs> Salute. Um, but the Kings. I mean, I don't agree that like their their destiny is just already here. Like they're a playing team. I don't agree with that because. They are talented enough, and just a week ago, like they're up and down just like everybody else. Like Dallas looked dead a week ago. Now they're playing well. Yeah, but here's here, here's the difference. You're right. You're 100% right. But what's the difference? They made some moves. Yeah. All right. Well, Sacramento gonna, didn't. Like they're, they're not going to – I don't think the Mavericks are going to finish 16-6 and six, even with the moves they made. Like you I think, think the, Sacramento could finish 16-6? and six? No, but I'm saying I don't think Dallas can either. Mm. 
Like, I don't think, I don't believe Dallas and New Orleans are going to run away. I don't think you have to run away. You just have to be better. If the Kings continue to play, <laughs> the Kings continue to play the way they w- they have been, they'll be a half game behind. So here's the crux of here's here's the crux of my whole issue. I never do this ever. The Kings aren't winning tonight. That that may be the case, and you said that. But to and, split. and I think the Warriors played twice. Right, right. They play Today tonight and tomorrow. And tomorrow. Right. Like they could. <laughs> The Warriors could be like a game away from Sacramento when this is all over. I'm not here to say that anything that's wrong. Like, there, it is conceivable that all that happens. But, I mean, this just goes into the pattern of the way they've played all year. The Kings have played all year. This is no different. And what that says is they'll be right there in the mix of things come April 14th. And whether that's good enough to be sixth or puts them in eighth, we'll find out then. But Man. six ain't running away. We're at a point where it's like, in my opinion, I don't think six is running away to the point where it could. It could. It, it could. I'll tell you. I'll could. tell you how it could. It could. It could a lot sooner than we think. It absolutely could. March twenty sixth and 29th. It could. I'm not disputing that it could, but I don't. I think you're putting too much stock into Dallas and New Orleans. Maybe. Or, or maybe I'm just maybe it's less about Dallas and New Orleans and more about Sacramento. Well, because they got to run away though. That like that's so like to say like they ain't getting six. They're gonna have to play better than what they're played too. Not Which just is what, but but that's what we're seeing right now. That's that's part of the problem. But we didn't see that a week ago. That's my whole point. Like these, like next week Dallas could lose four or six. They're not gonna play six games, but they could lose four in their impressive. next six. Yeah, and the Kings could win four of their next six. It's what's going on. My whole point is I don't think what we've seen this year is going to change. I think it's going to be about what it is. The Kings aren't going to go. I don't think they're going to go 16 and six. Warriors, Lakers, and Dallas have all won seven of their last 10. (laughs) I'm just saying. You can laugh. (laughs) No, I'm laughing because (laughs) and we can play with numbers all we want. Before the last two games, what have the Kings has done? For the last what? Before the last two games, what were the Kings? But that's in the last before 10 the games? last two. But what were the Kings in the last ten games? Well, they were, seven was, and three. Was, well, that's that's fine, but they lost the last two. So if we okay, well, let's add on the two games before the ten games for the. My whole point is this is what Didn't everybody's they lose, doing. So? Weren't they in a losing streak? Oh, they no, were in they the had winning won streak. Seven of ten, and they lost two, and now everything is done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we'll we'll talk we'll talk about it more. We'll talk. Yeah, there's something that has to happen this off season, okay. and it's it's glaringly obvious to me. It has to happen. Like if there is the change was never ever 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 Harrison Barnes. Mm. It was Kevin Herter, mm. and that is so stupid obvious at this point. We'll talk about it. Medina and Casey return here on ESPN 1320. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, you'll be glad you did. Oh, Jesse was sick of your story. No, I tried, I tried to hold it out as long oh, as I could. Oh, Jesse was sick of your stupid story. 
was like, able to sh- finish the story. We got a show to do. Pal. Some story's done. Venmo can go to hell. Hell. I ain't using Venmo no more. Don't ask me. Well, there goes D-Lo and KC brought to you by Venmo. <laughs> Man. Cash App is the Cash App and Price Maker, the one that paying people. There, there goes that 730 traffic jam sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, or that where's our Price Pick sponsorship? Huh? Everyone's got a Price Pick sponsorship. Yeah, how how do where's do where's ours at? D-Lo and KC don't. How do we not have one? D-Lo and KC don't. Boy. Damn shame. Boy, that that seems like they just giving that away. We can't, we can't get that. That and Manscaped. Exactly. Oh, man. How do we Come not on, get man. those ones? Morgan Reagan had an <laughs> endorsement for Manscaped. Come we on, could, man. We could. We can't get nothing. Or Morgan had to say, <laughs> if I had balls, I'd use Manscaped. And here we are like, hey, shoot some of that our way. <laughs> no? All right. It's cool. No, just keep it moving. We just here. It's fine. Just, just don't, here. Don't mind us. This is crazy. Serial Connection says y'all sponsored by Empty Calories. Well... <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. This is crazy. Maybe that's Don't what it is. Don't even get me started on this lovely day. Once again, the love doctor is here. And people are talking about I can't about, leave the TV here, bro. People, I know we I know oh, we were doing a gimmick. Mom. I can't I can't. People, do people that. were like, KC, aren't you married? But I'm not the love doctor to get at anybody. I'm helping relationships everywhere. And people that want to be in relationships everywhere today. So you can call in 916-909-1320. And if you have any, if you need some advice, I'm here for you today. I love love. I want to see love prosper, and I'm here to help you out, men or women. I got you. Yeah, love so, doctors here. Yeah, today. that's that's what I need. I need like Allison or or Jill to call Casey for love advice. Right here on just I got like, you. Miss P calling in like, hey Casey, I'm having an issue. I got you. Okay. That's exactly what needs that. Well, not maybe with Miss P. I'm just saying, just in general, mm. that's what needs to happen. If you Hey, so maybe maybe today is the day you want to make your big move. You know, you want to you want to really, uh-huh. you know, put it out there on the line that I want you to be my Valentine every day. Oh. And you need to know how to go about that. I'll let you know. I got okay. you. Yeah. So Jesse on line one, uh, Mark Jones told me if I'm not in debt, I'm not living. Now my fiance is mad at me. What do I do? Buy those WrestleMania tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this now this is a great idea. This is one of my favorite See, shows. Of I got all you. Time. I got you. Yeah. My I wife and kids is. Yeah. It's not. It's really one of my. It's probably top ten show. I love my wife again. Uh, Damon Wayne's is hilarious. He is hilarious. I think you're lying about why you enjoy this show so much. But yes, Damon Wayne's. Well, you know my girl Tisha Campbell there too. That's my girl Tisha Campbell. Eric B says. Eric B. I'm with. I'm with Eric B. Eric B says I'm gonna call in and talk Bluey. I hate sports right now. Speak on it, Eric B. Facts. I don't ever get this way. I was so pissed off last night. I was frustrated. Like I was mad. Yeah, I was. I was frustrated. And I, and I, yo, they played. They played really well. Mm-hmm. I got really frustrated that in a stretch of the. Come on now, third, third into fourth. Mm-hmm. When it got to ten, when they they just kept they kept they kept they 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 couldn't close out on the three again. Mm-hmm. And it, like I don't think they hit a ton of threes. They being the I think they had twelve. Let me get the right number. 13, I'm sorry. They hit 13. They probably hit four or five in a stretch of like four or five minutes right there. Yeah. And it's like, this is, it's the same stuff. Yeah. And then, hey, it, it, it happens. He played phenomenal. You got, now De'Aaron missing free throws, mm. giving uh, goddamn footprint stadium chicken sandwiches mm. or whatever the hell that they won. Damn. 
That was tough. And I had to but listen to Reggie Miller that. for three hours. So so people were upset with Reggie Miller. I wasn't really locked into like what he was saying. And I wasn't like really I heard him, but I wasn't listening. If that that makes sense. Like like I would hear him when he would get excited and he would, you know, talk about some stuff, but I wasn't really listening. I asked the the insiders, I said, Well, well <laughs> what what would what does a good broadcast from Reggie Miller sound like to you guys? Because I, I didn't think it was a problem last night. I can tell you. This is what a good broadcast sounds like from Reggie Miller. Don't don't be disrespectful. No, let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> don't do that. This is elite broadcasting don't, don't from Reggie. Do that. Hold on, let me mimic it again. What it <laughs> Elite level. You know what was so funny to me last night? What did Reggie do last night? You know what was so funny to me last night? It didn't even have nothing to do with the Kings. It was talking about Shaq. Uh The game before, Shaquille O'Neal got his jersey retired in in Orlando, and they mentioned, uh, uh, hey, Shaquille O'Neal, one of, I don't don't remember what they said, players that have gotten their jersey retired in three different places. And I, I I, I, I don't remember if it was Reggie or he was like, oh, yeah, but how many more? And they go, well, you know, he had Stinson. In Boston and Cleveland, and it's like no one's going to point out he played for the team that you're covering right now. Nope. They just let it slide that he played for the Phoenix Suns, the arena that they're at. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with that? And number okay. one, no, 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 you want more? Who was the guy? No, no, you want more? Who was on the play-by-play? Was, was, no, no, was our guy no, no. BA? No, you want more? Ready? Was our guy BA? Brian Anderson? Is that his name? Illinois. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Tell me more about Reggie. I'm not. I'm not gonna say nothing because it will ruin it will ruin the bit. Tell me more about Reggie. I'm not gonna say nothing because it will ruin the bit. But but there 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 isn't there is an answer. No, it wasn't BA. It was uh uh. It was Harlan, wasn't it? It was. I don't. BA's with um. Stan Van. Stan. Okay. Yeah, so, it was Harlan. Oh, it was uh, our guy Iron Eagle last night. Oh, was it Iron Eagle? So when he when he says that, so if you're if you're Iron Eagle and Reggie Miller says that, what are you going to say? Says what? Says he was in Boston and Cleveland. What would you? Oh, say? they just kept going. What with would it. you say? Well, he played here. Thank you. So is that Reggie's fault? Or Ian Eagle's oh, it's, fault. It's, it's both of their faults. Well, uh, first, well, first of all, Ian Eagle was probably five when Shaq played in I, Phoenix. No, not Noah. Ian. Oh, that's right. Ian is a grown-ass man. That's right. Are we sure that was Ian Eagle last yeah, night? Yeah, it was Ian. They had Noah on the Nickelodeon broadcast for the Super Bowl. Noah's that Oh, dude. I missed that. I didn't yeah. see any of that. I didn't Noah's see it. Was dude. it good? I didn't see it. It was cool. I didn't see, I didn't see any it, of it. It was for the kids. I think they would like it. Yeah. They, I uh, think they do a good one job of the One stuff. of the things they had, Travis Kelsey, and, you know, they have, like, the, the bar – Travis Kelsey, tight end, 800 receptions or whatever the case may be. On Nickelodeon, it was Travis Kelsey, good at football, Taylor Swift uh, boyfriend. No, that's good stuff. (laughs) That's good stuff. So that's what the – I I enjoy those things. I think Reggie – I think what pissed fans off last night was Reggie was demanding a a winner and loser in the Kings-Pacers trade because you can't do a game. I remember I heard heard that – I don't think I, I heard I, that part, and see, I, but see, I heard that part, and I heard it differently. Yeah, I, I didn't it. even hear the Reggie part. I heard Iron Eagle say, um, "Can we just acknowledge both teams are really good after this deal?" Like, yeah, and I don't know what people were talking about it because I heard Reggie, and Reggie was like, 
hey, he, he basically he came to the conclusion it was a win-win. But then he was like, but you have to look at the fact that Sabonis has been an all-star already. They made the playoffs already. And he said something to the fact, like, if you have to choose a side, you have to factor that in. But I think, see, this this is what I don't understand. Like, why are people mad at Reggie for what he said? I actually heard that part. And he was yeah. fair to the conversation. If not complimentary more yeah. to the Kings. No, I don't know. I just don't want to hear Reggie Miller's voice. He's like, a little Tony Romo-ish, too, Reggie. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> bro, whoa. We got to talk, talk about this. You got to let, let him go, bro. Whoa. You got to let it go. He's in the whoa. booth now. He's in the booth. I'm not talking about, like, fumbling the snap against the Seahawks. I'm talking <laughs> oh, about the... Oh, why'd he bring that up? I, I said I'm oh, not talking oh, about oh, that. Oh. I'm not talking about that. Well, what is what is your people's beef with with Tony Romo? Romo overemphasizes, like, oh, I don't know, Jim, I don't know, I don't know, and like Reggie Miller does that in a basketball way, though. <laughs> well, Reggie also says, oh, Darren Fox went down. Oh, he may have broken his neck. Oh, exactly, he overemphasizes. He's fine. he's fine. Turns out he's fine. He didn't break. Don't want to speculate, but he may have snapped his <laughs> spine in two. Okay, Reggie. So, Thanks, man. It's, I like I cool. said. I just I guess I end up being a, a Reggie defender. Like, I'm a Mike McCarthy defender out here. Um, but I don't know. People were mad at Reggie last night. Like, James, yeah, I James was in I, here. I wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't James, I wasn't James was in here attention. Uh, 30, 20 minutes ago talking about Reggie sounded like this was the first time he had ever seen DeMontis Sabonis. So do you want these people to give them credit and praise them or not? Like, that's my thing. Do, what do you want? What, what do people want this to sound like? Because Reggie was – overly excited about Sabonis. Hmm. Like, oh my God, did you see what he just, that's 6'10 with a Euro step on Kevin Durant. This guy, and this guy's not on the all-star team? Come on, come on. And people were mad at Reggie. So I'm like, what do you guys want this stuff to sound like? Ask them. They don't know. Oh, <laughs> that's the point. What you want me to do? <laughs> what are you getting hot at me for? Because you said Reggie sucks. He does suck, but he doesn't suck just because of last <laughs> night. His entire body of work stinks. He's a broadcaster. No. Phenomenal ball player. Nah, he's all right. He's okay. You're taking shots at Tony Romo. Well, Tony. Oh, oh, Tony's a bad broadcaster. No, but no, Tony's good. no, Tony. I'm not saying Tony's bad, but he's acknowledged as much. Like, yeah, he's got to be better. And they've Tony, talked to him, too. Who's better, Tony or Greg Olson? Tony. 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 Yeah, Tony's better. I think it's close, Tony's and I like better. them both. Greg Olson's very good. I like them both. I, li- I like Tony. I like Tony on the call. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's good. Really, I think really Greg good. Olson's I, really good. I, I, I think I, that much of Greg. Very Olson. curious what they're going to do with him yeah. uh, next year. Who is that? Jamil there. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen. I got you. Big I don't dog. think that's what he's calling oh, for. Okay. Jamil, what's up, bro? <laughs> what's up, guys? Hey, Greg Olson's better, man. And let's not forget Tony Romo almost almost said the N word on on that. <laughs> now we don't know but that hey, for sure. Hey. We, I know, I know, not, I know. We're not, we're not, we're not <laughs> certain that that's what happened. I know, I know. Check this out. Uh, KC, you're the one that say you know, you, you, you're the love doctor. That's right, that's help right. Me love this, help me love this team a little bit more, man, after last night, man. Just, just help me because I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. D-Lo, I've seen what you've seen mm-hmm. about Kevin Herter. So do you guys remember a few weeks, maybe, um, maybe, I don't want to say a month ago, but when Kevin Herter was mic'd up? Remember? Mm-hmm. And one of the other players is, uh, from the other team came up to Kevin Herter, and Kevin Herter was like, so what did you do in this fabulous town of Sacramento? Like being sarcastic. After last night, after I seen him throw the fit with Mike Brown, and he got benched for the rest mm-hmm. of the game, 
I was done with Kevin Herter. I'm, I'm with you, D'Lo. So, KC, please. So, so Valentine's Day, help me love this team a little bit more. That's a, that's a good call, and I got you. So, and I'm going to let you cook. But I think, Jamil, I think you're reading that wrong. music on here for you. you I appreciate you. Talk if about you want to love this Kings yeah. team, it's hard to say what you got to do to love this Kings team right now. But what you can look at is you got two all-star caliber players. You've got a guy, Malik Monk, who last night I was ready to give the bag to. I said, man, Monty, negotiate with this man right now because he's him. All right, you need a Malik Monk. Egan Murray, we'll talk about him. But in the grand scheme of things, that's a guy that you want to keep around. Mike Brown's a good coach. We'll talk about him. That's a guy that you want to keep around. Mm -hmm. This is the beam team. This is the team that ended the 16-year drought. I know it's a different year, but you got to love through the thick and thin. And you got to show that love. You can never go to sleep without saying I love you. Mm. Don't go to sleep mad. If it's raining, you still put that umbrella over them. You do that. And at the end of the day, that's how marriages last. That's how love lasts. And if you want to love the Kings, you hold on. You get the counseling. We're the counselors. We'll work, we'll work through this. We got you, big dog. Okay, I'm going to kill that. I don't need any romantic music for this part. Because I'm going to tell you, not everybody on this team is married. There's some dating. There's some dating on this team. There might even be some hoeing on this team. There's oh, some, man. Th- look, so our, our, our man Jamil brought it up. It is it, this is not me. This is not my feeling on the individual. Mm-hmm. This is me monitoring a situation through the entire season, both with you, meaning you, KC, you, the chatty house, you listening, Kings fans all over the place. This is us, me and Kenny, monitoring a situation behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Mike does not like Kevin Herter. Mm-hmm. Kevin Herter is the one that has to go. Kevin Herter, perhaps for Mike Brown's own sanity, has to be traded. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's defense. I don't know what he was mad at him about last night, if it was a closeout. You, I'm sorry, did was, you see the clip? I, I've heard about it. I haven't seen it. If anybody has it The clip there, of Mike and Kevin? Yeah, I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that. I, I, did, I, just, I just hadn't seen it. And they said he didn't come in after that, right? Yeah, he he, he, he didn't come back in. It somebody, was the fourth somebody, quarter. Somebody uh, sent it to me on Twitter. I, I, didn't, I didn't catch it. It, clear, it had to have been – it was something on the defensive end because Mike called the timeout after a basket. He walked out well onto the floor, and he's yelling at Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter is going back at Mike, which what it's fine. We've, mm-hmm. we've seen – it's fine. And walks past him. He gets benched. He doesn't come back in. That's a that's a single incident. I promise we're not reading too much in a single incident. Mm. I'm trying to put all of this together. And I think all of this trade talk, Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes, I don't ever think Mike had any interest in Harrison Barnes. I think that's why Mike defended Harrison Barnes the way they did it. Harrison Barnes remains the only player on this roster that Mike has ever publicly defended. Mm. I think he is sick of Kevin Herter. That's why we saw what we saw in training camp. Mm. That's why we saw what we saw with Chris Duarte during the season. And that's why I think as part of the reason we saw whatever that was last night. Doesn't mean Kevin Herter's benched and he's not going to play anymore. Doesn't mean that they're not going to work towards a common goal of this team being successful. It means, in my opinion, in my opinion only, for this team's long-term success, Kevin Herter is probably the guy that has to be traded because, to me, the evidence of there being something with Mike Brown not liking about his game is really starting to add up.
Okay. He can yell at Malik. Mm-hmm. Malik gonna play. He could pull. How many times has that camera from NBC Sports California caught him talking to Keegan Murray? How many times has James tweeted a teaching moment with Keegan Murray and Mike Brown during the timeout? Mm-hmm. A million. He ain't bench. Kev, he ain't bench Keegan Murray. Mm-hmm. He ain't never bench Keegan Murray. He sat Kevin Herter's ass down when they needed points. Okay. So I'm sick of your voice too. I'm gonna tell you that right now. You've been trying to I'm, calm I'm, me I'm down for the last 35 minutes. I don't like this. I don't I'm, like the way. I don't like this. I don't I'm, like this love doctor stuff. Uh, no, I'm, I'm no. Processing. You came in all pissed off on Monday, and now you're trying to talk me down when I'm high. No, I'm not trying to talk you down. No, I'm you are. Cook. No, I don't like no, it. Kenny keeps saying you. No, no, Kenny keeps saying you. I see you feel that no, way. So I see you feel that way. But no, I hear you. I'm letting. I'm letting you. I'm letting you cook. I'm letting you cook. Now here's here's what I say though. Yeah, you saw it. In my opinion, Mike is dead wrong. And he's been dead wrong since training camp. Because this team, I, he can not like him all he wants. So, so here's, here's the deal. Here's I don't deal. disagree with you, by the way. Right. I, that, me, that's what I'm saying. I don't disagree I want to be you. clear that yep. what you're saying, I get what you're saying. And I'm going to come from a different angle. Pause. Um, <laughs> I paused it. How do I get a flag for a pause? I that's, posted that, That's pass interference. That's yeah. 40 yards I, down the I field, too. That's, I caught it first. How do I get a flag? That's this. That's that, this. That, that's not how that works. Yeah, that's this. this. You think you get to tell me that almost every time? time. Yeah. Come on, man. You tried to throw me out of a show once when I said pause. <laughs> Come on, That was man. crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a different outlook. Mike, <laughs> Mike's dead wrong. Drew Down said, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> Mike's dead wrong. I Mike agree. has been dead wrong. I agree. They need Kevin Herter on this team to win, and he has not done a good job of getting Kevin Herter on the same page and getting him locked into everything. Wholeheartedly agree. They needed him last night. And and him benching him, like, uh, everywhere he's tried to go has failed. It's failed. And Mike needs to stop with all this, I'm combating Kevin Herter and I'm going to bench him so I can play Keon Ellis, and that does nothing. That don't do nothing. I like Keon Ellis. It's not a game-changing move. Chris Dorte, it wasn't a game-changing move. If you want one, look in the summer. You don't have it right now. So are you going to sacrifice the season to make a point? Or are you going to put your best players out there and try and get the best out of your best players? I agree. And that's the problem. I don't dispute what you say. In the summer, do all that. Make all the phone calls. You ain't got no choice right now. Mm -hmm. You've got to play him. Stop going to Keon Ellis like that's the answer. It's not the answer. Late in games, and, and he had nine points or whatever, but I, I got to say what it is. Harrison Barnes, you want to talk about defense? He's food. He is food to everybody in the league. He's food. They look at him like it's time to eat. Harrison don't do nothing on defense, nothing to disrupt anything, anything. And he's not a threat on the offensive end. So what is he out there for? And he don't rebound. He don't do none of that. He had a decent game last night. Decent game. I'm not, I'm not here to talk about the game last night. But I am, I am saying he had nine points, five rebounds. I am saying late in that game, why was he out there? You, And the bottom line is whether you have a reason for him being out there or whatever, routinely it's not working. It's not working. These close games, these close situations, you're not winning them. Mm-hmm. Like, and Harrison's out there all the time. 
Herder's out there sometimes. Sometimes he gets benched, so it's whatever. But in my opinion, you need Kevin Herter on this team to be successful. And if you want to mess around, like the whole messing around with his minutes and all this other stuff, that's got to stop. That's got to stop. Let him play. Keep him out there. The closing lineup should be Fox, Monk, Herter or Barnes. You can make the decision. I will go with Herter more times than not. Keegan and Sabonis. Kevin Herter played nine minutes in the second half. So I I agree. Like he probably don't want him here. So you're just gonna lose? Cause you ain't winning your way, Mike. You're not winning your way. Throwing out Duarte, Kessler Edwards, Keon Ellis, all this other stuff. You're not winning. So what are we gonna do now? So here's the like other part of that. He pulls Kevin out. And this is when the Suns are just kicking the King's teeth in, and it looks like this thing is going south quickly. Mm-hmm. He takes Kevin out, and the game immediately settles down. Sacramento, they get their, they, you know, they, they're, 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 when he takes Kevin, they're not out of it, mm-hmm. right? But it's starting to feel like, yo, this game is spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. And Sacramento, to their credit, settles things down. They get some shots, they force some difficult shots. Phoenix, Missed some shots, and Sacramento was able to to do what they do. Sacramento was able to, uh, uh, you know, make a little run, hit some shots. They had some guys playing well and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the difficult part about this for Mike Brown and that coaching staff is I think there's a balance where, and we talk about this with second units, right, particularly late in the game. We make the Bobby Hansen joke, and Mike giving Phil the look, it's time, put me back in. There is a sweet spot when it comes to ride with the group that got you there and then put your stars back in. Mm-hmm. Like if, 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 if the group that got you there isn't, you know, your starters, you got to there's there's a very sweet spot with ending it too early and ending it too late. And the margin of error for that is is razor thin. It's and it's literally Mike mm-hmm. looking at Phil going, put me back in. Mm-hmm. Let's go close this out. At some point, you got to put Kevin Herter back in. Yes, and it's it's fine. You went away from it. You got back in the great. You accomplished what you needed to do. Mm-hmm. You should have put Kevin Herter back in. I agree, I agree. And the whole messing messing with his minutes, man, that's got to stop. That's got to stop. I think that's one of the one of the reasons um, for the struggles is not being able to get a consistent Kevin Herter and and Kevin Herter. I'm not saying, like, I wouldn't teach my son to do this or anything else like that, but he's probably pissed off. Like, yeah, I'm a fire back. Yeah, I messed up a rotation. How many times has HB messed the rotation? How's, how many times has he been to a, slow to a closeout? But you don't say nothing to him. You don't yank him out of the games. None of that. He plays every time yeah. down the stretch. So Kevin Herter probably pissed off. He probably tired of hearing it. And like I said, I'm not saying that's the best way to handle it, but that happens. I just think I think that that's a big problem. That's a that's a huge problem, especially when you. I'll say this again: you don't have the answer to replace him. All right, you've tried Keon, you've tried uh, Duarte, you've tried Kessler. None of them consistently are good enough. Mm-hmm. Duarte was a healthy scratch last night. 
None of them are good enough. Stop messing around, man. Stop messing around. There's a lot more Kings basketball to talk about. Obviously, uh, we're both a little frustrated, uh, and I'm on the ledge. We've got San Francisco 49ers news regarding Steve Wilkes. There's a really upsetting story coming out of Kansas City. Mm. Um, We're following all of this stuff. We'll try to bring it to you when we can bring it to you in a more concise manner than just reading what's on Twitter. Um, but just know we're we're following it. We're 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 seeing it. We're not ignoring it. We're just trying to get a full understanding of what the hell is happening out there. So that's all on the way. We're happy that you're here with us. It's Dealing with KC, brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. All right, we are uh, following the situation at the Chiefs parade as best we can. Obviously, there was a shooting there. Um, Different reports say eight to ten people were injured. I'm, I'm not sure like what we have past that. Um, it was in an area where players and players' families were. Again, it's difficult to – it's Twitter, so I'm trying to define like reporters from Kansas City rather than just reading tweets from Kansas City. I see a lot of the same videos uh, you guys are seeing, but obviously it's a, just a terrible – just ridiculousness. Uh, of this country um, happening in, in in Kansas City right now. So we're continuing to monitor that situation. Uh, from a football standpoint, we'll get to the San Francisco 49ers and the changes that they've made uh, at the um, uh, defensive coordinator position with Steve Wilkes now uh, being out of a job. So uh, let's get back to these phone lines, though. We've talked a lot about the Kings here this first hour after their latest loss, and, of course, they go right into Denver tonight. Will Z will join us here in a little bit. Uh, James Ham later in the show at nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. We got Peyton here. Peyton, always good to hear from you, man. What's going on? Hey, what's popping? How you doing? We good, baby. I'm doing all right, man. You know, I'm kind of going through it after last night. I'm at I'm at the point now where I feel like, and you know, I love Coach Mike. I'm glad he's here, but I feel like he's he's keeping. He's got Monk coming off the bench just to make a point. Like I don't feel like. Because he plays more minutes than Herder anyway, but he's still coming off the bench. And you look at the box score, you look at the Monk and the rest of the bench, they're not producing. I don't know what's up with that. And then lastly, I don't know why Murray's only taking two three-pointers for your game. He got to let it fly, man. That's, that's, I'll, tell, I'll listen to y'all response off the, off the phone, but that's what I'm talking about right now, man. Y'all have a blessed one. No, we appreciate, right, man, appreciate you, bro. You, yeah, thank you. Um, you mentioned it a little bit, and you're 100% right. Keegan Murray needs to step his game up. I, I'm, I'm tired of uh, second-year player. He's young, all this other stuff, man. Hey, go be be young on the on the Hornets. He's, you know what I'm saying? And get your tra- We're trying to win here. And if, if, if we're trying to get something done, you've got a job. You've got to execute. That's the burden of being a young guy on a team that's trying to win. All right? You don't have opportunities to disappear for multiple games in a row while you figure it out. It's time to step up. And I love Keegan Murray. I believe in what he can be, but it is what it is. Like, he got he to gotta be more consistent. This isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. He got to pick this up. Yeah, his offensive numbers have just gotten really bizarre. Um, there was that stretch where he had scored five points in like three or four games, and the one game he didn't, he scored 33 and the Kings lost. Uh, he scored six last night. You started to feel like he was finding a flow a little bit. He scored 13. That was in a loss. He scored 17 uh, in the win against Denver. He didn't score against Detroit. 
And 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 I have I have I have my beef with that Detroit game. We talked about you know Mike you know Mike, you know I think he he sat um, Keegan that whole fourth quarter, pretty close to the whole fourth quarter, as Jaden Ivey was 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 lighting up the Golden One Center. Um, I'm realizing too at this particular moment, and it's probably just like a, it's probably just like a feeling of frustration. I've been frustrated with Mike a lot lately. But, like, we talk about expectations for players and, like, De'Aaron and Domas. And, like, Domas is playing out of his freaking mind. Domas is playing phenomenal. Congratulations on his 50th career triple-double. His third straight triple-double. I think it's the second time he's done that this year. Had a triple-double in three straight games. Um, But I have some frustrations with Mike. It started with, as you outlined earlier, what he did with Kevin Herter in, in, in in the preseason in training camp. And how I feel like that's continued over here during the season. I now now to something Peyton said, Malik just has a role. Maybe that's something that needs to be visited. Maybe the idea of Malik being the spark off the bench isn't what it. Maybe that's not it. Maybe that's just an idea at this point, and he does need to be in the starting lineup. Uh, I don't think so, simply because of the amount of minutes that he plays. Like he closes games when he when he is in his bag, he plays like he is an elite starter in this league. I think you'd have a better argument if the Kings got off to trash starts uh, every game, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't really seem to be the case. I don't think that was the case last night. In fact, I thought they were playing really, really well last night. Domas, we, you and I, as we were leaving um, uh, the studio last night, the game was already underway. We was looking at uh, De'Aaron and Domas's first quarter numbers. Like The, the, we, the, the triple-double for Domas was inevitable with like two minutes left in the first. Right. And... You know, so they're not getting off to bad starts. Like there's, there, there, there's, it's there. There are things that are happening uh, during the course of a game. And Mike, I think, has done. You know, I've been critical of Mike. I'll, I'll praise Mike. I think Mike has done a great job of recognizing when Malik is is having one of those days, and he he rocks with him. Like I'm not going anywhere else. It's not punishment to anybody. It's not. Um, I'm mad at somebody. It's that Malik is having one of those moments where he's special, mm-hmm. and he's had a lot of them in the last you know week and a half. I'm gonna ride that. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let that live. I'm gonna let that stay out there on the court. Uh, and I think he's a. I think him. I think him and Malik have a great synergy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I. I think Mike. Mike lacked that with some other guys on the team. Yeah. Namely, the one we've been talking about a lot today, in Kevin Herter. Mike um, has failed to consistently get the best out of his players this year. And that's as a coach, I feel like that's that's your your goal. That's your your job. Sometimes it's out of you know out of your control whether or not you can get that done, but that's what you should be striving for every time. And that probably is what what Mike is striving for. I'm not saying he isn't, but to some of his own doing, I feel like he hasn't gotten the most out of Kevin Herter. And this is the 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 thing about that, like what Mike is saying and how he feels about um, Kevin Herter, missed assignment, defense, all this other stuff. I'm not even here to say it's wrong, but you have no – that's your best option. You've tried a number of different – let's go to Keegan. Or Did you get the clip yet? Did someone tag you in the clip? I seen it. I just oh, okay. saw it. Yeah, I okay. just saw it. Um, let's try Keon now, or let's bring this guy in and let's do this, or let's keep going with Harrison uh, late in games on defense where he's not giving you anything. Like, it's not working. If it was working – if if it was one of those things where, you know, um, 
hey, Kevin, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. I got guys ready to go. I'm trying to give you an opportunity. I got guys ready to go on the bench. And if you don't want to do what you're supposed to do, then they'll come in here and do your job for you. And that was what's what was happening. Hey, Kevin, get your mind right. Mm-hmm. These guys are ready to take your spot and execute. Mm-hmm. That's not what's happening. Yeah. These guys are not coming in, changing the game, or doing much of anything that's affecting the game. And with Kevin Herter, I think he's more of a willing defender this year. He's a better rebounder than what you have for anybody that you're trying to put in there. And he's you got to at least respect him on the uh, on the offensive end. I I know this sounds hard. They're not res- nobody's respecting Harrison Barnes offensively at this point. Like nobody's like, "Oh man, we left him open in the corner." They're like, "We'll live." Like it's just not happening right now. So yeah, I I just I think he's got to he's got to fix that. I hope it's not too late. It shouldn't be too late. Um but to your point, he's got to do a little bit better better job as a coach. I'm frustrated with this team, man. It's a frustrating team. And it's just so – and it's just magnified. It, they could play anyone tonight. But Denver, I'm trying to – they're going to go 3-0 versus Denver. Because I said, give me one. Mm-hmm. Just give me one. I really would have preferred it to be last night. Because you're in a battle with Phoenix. You lose to Denver – you're in a battle with Phoenix. Get that one, secure the season series, keep it moving. You get one tonight, like okay, but that's three and zero versus Denver. That's tough for that's that's tough for me to see going into tonight's game. So what worries me is I'm worried that's how they approach. They look at things like last night. Like they look like last night. We're gonna go out and try and get this one. They may have. Been listening to D'Lo and KC. Well, it was should. like they're right. We need to we need to go one and one. Phoenix is the night. No no first night of a back to back. No altitude. None of Phoenix is what we getting after it tonight. We getting after it. We going to get this one tonight. And then they didn't get it. Mm. The shoulders slump, and now they feel sorry for themselves because it's a back to back and they're at altitude. And man. Three out against Denver, like that's a lot to ask. Like that's my concern. See, I I hear you, and I just don't think athletes approach. I think they do. I think a lot of them will fold the tent early. I'm not saying that's what these. Oh, I do. I don't doubt that. But they'll, they'll come out. They'll get a feel for this game. See where they're at, and if the second things go wrong, they fold the tent, and that's what I'm worried about with this team. My my computer has as much power as the Sacramento Kings have had. Oh, no. The bad thing about all this is it's a loss last night. I thought they played really well last and night. That's, and I think that – so like it, they they didn't. Who they? The Kings didn't. They De'Aaron, didn't play well? No, De'Aaron did. Domas did. Malik did. Yo, that was a that was basically it. F4. You you get a little bit more. For, did they did did anyone on the bench besides Malik score? Uh, just did, did Davion just, score? Just Davion hit a three. That's it. Davion played seventeen minutes. Look, I know that's not Davion's role. Isn't to go score a bunch of points. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was really really active when he got in there, um, but. 
man, you just needed a little bit more. This team has like no depth. I feel like last year, a lot of it was that, um, like a lot was like, oh yeah, well, they got depth. Everyone off the bench can come out and help. N- nothing Monty did in the offseason has had any impact, whether it be Chris Duarte, Vizenkov, or like JaVale McGee is not like, oh, we had JaVale McGee, but like nothing he's done is that impact. Yeah. To be fair to the conversation, you were missing, mm, I wasn't going to say two of your bench scores, but Sasha don't even play sometimes. But Sasha was yeah, out. Sasha's out and, for a while. Trey by Lyles, the way, we didn't talk Trey about Trey is their second best bench player. Yeah. Alex Lynn played yesterday, who we all I, like Alex Lynn. He didn't do anything. Yeah, I didn't think Alex Lynn was going to play at all. Yeah. I was surprised when his when his number got called. So Phoenix, Phoenix went big. Phoenix brought in Bull Bull <laughs> for a second and then didn't. They were like, okay, they hadn't done that in the in the previous games. Mm-hmm. I think we even said yesterday we're probably not going to see Alex Lynn or JaVale McGee in this right. game. We'll see. We might see Kessler Edwards, and we might see the duo of Davion and Keon, but I don't think we're going to see Alex Lynn. Alex Lynn gets the run. Bull Bull's out there, and then Bull Bull gets, okay, this this was a bad idea, and and Vogel takes Bull Bull out, and he <laughs> He, he got the Mike Brown and hilarious treatment because he never got his number called again. <laughs> and he just kind of he, – he stuck with that – I say a smaller lineup. He stuck with the regular lineup. Of course, we, we, we didn't touch on this. It's got nothing to do with us. But Brad left the game I, 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 literally minutes into it. By the time I got home, Brad was done. Yeah. And I think I got home in the second quarter. Yeah. And uh, I, guess, I guess something happened to his hamstring. Yeah, yeah the hamstring situation. And so they 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 had to go without Brad Beal the rest of the game. Yeah. So I mean I I all disagree though. I thought they I thought like we don't they play. I thought they played well last night. You had you had two guys. You had a guy with forty, a guy with thirty five, another guy with twenty two. There's talk about points. There's not a lot of shots to go over. That alone is there's a lot of math to do right there. That's like. Uh, Seventy shots almost. Mm-hmm. They shot fifty-one percent. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe so they play so fine. No, they hit single digits and threes. Another guy had nine. You know what I mean? So it's. I would have Keegan should have stepped up a little bit. You wanted him to play a little better. Maybe Davion he missed two free throws. You could have hit free throws too. Yeah, Davion hit two missed two free throws. You know what I mean? So you know maybe that's another two points. Keegan gives you no, so you can find points where you can give them but I thought in general I never give that crowd don't ever give away crowds free food that's I was mad as hell when uh I ain't said oh I think they get a chicken sandwich or something I, I'll go to hell yeah that's that is infuriating <laughs> but uh I thought they played well last night and by itself I don't think this is a game that would get people turned up like if they you know, if they had one or two more wins and they hadn't had like blowout losses and all this other stuff, I think last night is a is a game where people would say it's just a basketball game. You know, against a team in Phoenix who's playing well, um, you had opportunities to win, and you just didn't get it done. It's just a basketball game, but I think the totality of this season has weighed on you and others after what. Well, we it's saw just last a game night. until it's not. Well, that, but that, it, 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 not, it's just a game until right. it's actually the season. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying if this was, if the season hadn't been going the way it was going, I don't think you feel this way about this game. I go a step it's, further. It's if they the had just beaten Detroit, there's that. It'd probably Detroit and probably Those be a little bit right, yeah, there. right there. It'd be different. You wouldn't be saying nothing. But that's my point. It's not. 
the, the game specifically. It's the totality. Of, this is another chapter the, in this season, right? And it's been frustrating. But in in the games are adding up, whether yeah. they're whether they're bad like Detroit blowouts like Philadelphia, or they're like last night. Those those games are adding up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at some to. point, you're gonna run out. Yeah. You're gonna run out of games to play. Yeah. What they've done if they put them they've backed themselves into a corner where they're going to have to play some really good basketball to get where they want to get. I think they can do that. I think I'm not going to argue against anybody who says they can't based on what they've shown this year or what they've seen from them this year. I'm not going to argue with that, but I think they can play good enough basketball to get into the top six, to get into the playoffs. I think they can, can. They, can they play well enough defensively? Um, because it only takes because for because the were in a really good spot. Like when they were up ten or whatever it was, I didn't I didn't think they were gonna blow it open to twenty two again or twenty four or whatever. But it was also that lead got eliminated. It it was it was one like rush mm-hmm. between the third and the fourth or at the end of the third going into the fourth where it was it was just like the king they they're stuck. They're just it's 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 like we saw with Oklahoma, like we've seen with a handful of teams this year. Phoenix started five threes and didn't miss. How many did Gordon have last night? Twenty something. Just firing threes. Twenty three. And it's it's it 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 wasn't that didn't happen for eight minutes. It happened for a stretch of like five, and that changed the complexion of the game. So when the Kings got back going again. And and started to do maybe a couple of things defensively. Maybe they had a couple of bounces go their way. Uh, uh, but they started. But that's but, so, but but now they were digging themselves out of a hole rather than just playing ball. Like they were digging themselves out of a hole just because of that one stretch, which it feels like every team that Sacramento plays is capable of a single stretch where they hit like five or six threes in short order because the Kings, for whatever reason, struggle guarding that part of the floor. Yeah, I think everybody has that issue, though. So, like, to answer your question. Guarding the three? Just playing defense. Like, to to get where we're talking about, do they play good enough defense to get into the top six? Absolutely they do. Do they play good enough defense to win a round, to advance? Probably not. But to get there? who, who to, to, but to me. To the guys, I, the teams that they're going up against, what do they do? Phoenix don't play no defense. Dallas don't play no defense. New Orleans can, but they, uh, they're they kind of iffy. Well, it's Dyson Daniels. Mm-hmm. So they're in the same boat as that. That's why they're, they're at. That's why they're not in the top four because mm-hmm. Minnesota plays defense. OKC can play defense. Denver plays defense. Los Angeles plays defense. So to advance, I don't know if they can do that. But we're talking about making the playoffs. They Yes, they play enough defense to do that. But they, I think they I got. But I, you also got to play your strengths. This team got to score more. I was going to say, more I don't consistently. I don't think I agree with you. They got to score more. I think if they make the six, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, they have I to think, score more. I think. That's I think the most important. Thing. I think if we're talking about the Sacramento Kings making the play, this is the, and 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 yes, I've said this since twelve o'clock. I'm down right now on this team. Mm-hmm. If the Sacramento Kings make the playoffs, I think it's through the play-in. 
That's, uh, I think they can get into the top six. But, I mean, the, they have to play to their strength. They have to play to their strength. Their strength, they have to be a dynamic scoring team almost every night. We go. We also talk about um, the stat that we're always looking at. They only had nine threes last night. Mm-hmm. Scored 125. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying, man, they got to score 140 every night to win. But the style of play, being as dynamic as they are, they've got to score. They've got to score to even have an opportunity. Last night they had an opportunity. It was a close game. They weren't able to get it done. But to, to have a chance, they've got to score. Against OKC, I don't think they really scored the other night. Against Detroit, they scored. Until they didn't at the end of the game. They went ice cold. Mm-hmm. So, against Cleveland, they didn't really score. They got to score. That's who they've got to be. And Mike Brown, I think uh, Monty McNair talked about it the other day, and Mike Brown's got to embrace that a little bit more. We got to be better offensively. Yeah, this is this is who you are. Which I know is why who, you can't get pissed at Kevin Herter exactly, and not play. And that's him why. And you've got to make sure game. he his his mental is at its best at all times. I think Mike has tricked off Kevin Herter's mental a long time ago. And see, that's the thing. Mike's got to talk to Herter today. Mm-hmm. You got a game to play. You got a game to win tonight. And you can get right. Hey, Herter, wherever you're going, if you're going to Sacramento. If you're going to Cabo, if you're going home, wherever home is for wherever you're going, enjoy this. Me and you, we're gonna get everything right when you get back here on Tuesday mm-hmm. or whatever day they're scheduled to come back. Yeah. Because you've you've got to make a commitment to get that right. For better or worse, you two together for the rest of this season have to find a way to get this Kings team to this to the playoffs, mm-hmm. to a series in the playoffs. And he's gotta there's gotta be a level of when you have that conversation to get him right, you've got to express, and he's maybe Mike believes it, maybe he doesn't, but you've got to express to Kevin, we need you. We need you. It's not, hey, you just got to be better. Like, we can't achieve what we're trying to achieve without you playing better and, 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 and being I, a part of this. I agree. And if I'm Kevin Herter, I'm saying you need to, like, let me play through things then. Absolutely. Yo, I'll say that. Yeah, you you don't you, – and. <laughs> Hey, while I'm here, let me advocate for Keegan too. Let him play through things as well. Let us get, let us figure out how to do things out there. Mm-hmm. Make do whatever you got to do in terms of rotations, but sitting like sitting hurt or the last uh, ten minutes of the game or nine and a half minutes of the game or whatever it was, and when you needed baskets was ridiculous. Again, I'm fine that you pulled him out right there. Mm-hmm. When that lead disappeared, when that deficit, I should say, for Sacramento disappeared. You should have put Kevin Herter back in. That's why I'm an NBA coach. <laughs> Stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> I didn't realize I was so frustrated with Mike. Yeah, Mike, Mike, and 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 I love Mike Brown. I just don't agree with some of his decisions. Um, in this in this uh, this year, just a couple of them. He's made some good ones. He's done some good stuff, but just a couple of them I don't agree with. And, like, I'm looking at the game right now, and in that one possession with Booker, they've got a quote-unquote defensive team out there, and they find Booker going one-on-one against Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is not – he's not he's not that. Maybe he does some good stuff, help side and all this other stuff. On ball, he's food to all these people. Mm-hmm. He's food. So I don't know why you look at him as some kind of defensive stalwart. And on that play, to be fair, Keegan Murray started off 
on Devin Booker. They did this screen. It was a switch. That's exactly what the Suns wanted. What play was this? The one where Devin Booker hit the little sidestep to the right, jumps. Uh-huh. Fox had just Late. hit the three to get it to one. Yeah, yeah. They had to came out of timeout. Yep. And it's like, and and I bring that up because Mike went with this defensive lineup: Keon, Davion, Keegan Fox, and somebody else is out there on defense. You got Harrison out there like he's some kind of defensive stopper. He's not like he's. I don't know what you're looking for, Mike. I can't. I cannot. Fathom that he's giving you what you're looking for. Keon was in on that yeah. play, right? Yeah. I can't fathom that Harrison is doing what you want them to do on, on defense. So I'm not saying don't ever play him, but when you need a stop or you're not playing good on the defensive end, it can't be, well, we know Harrison's doing what he's supposed to do, so we'll keep him out there. Mm-hmm. He, Kevin Herter's not, so get him out. Mm-hmm. That I, I, I Maybe he'll talk to us. And tell us one day. I can't believe that's the case. Yeah. I don't know, man, what. 30 and 23. Eight spot right now uh, in the Western Conference. Oh, it's not lost with this team, though. I think, I think that's where back we differ. From Dallas in the we, game. In I the think game. we got a lot of the same frustrations and we're on the same page, but. I don't feel like all is lost with this group. I don't feel like – I really don't feel like they, – they may never get it. Like, they may never figure it out. That's a very real possibility. But I don't feel like they're, they're like, far off. I don't feel like they're far off. Well, they're not – I don't think they're far off. Like, I don't think they're – I don't think they're falling out to the Utah Jazz. But I also – I don't have confidence in them stringing enough wins together to stay in the sixth spot or That's get back up to too. the sixth spot. I don't know if I have confidence in it too, but I I don't feel like I could say they're not going to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's a lot of people right now like, so this is this a playoff team no matter what. I don't feel that way about them. Like, oh, I, I don't think, think can, this is a playoff team no matter what, no. I absolutely do not. I, no, I mean a play-in team. That's oh, a playoff. You did like, uh, like there's there ain't no way they can get into the playoffs, or there's no way they could be top six. I don't feel that way about this team. Oh, there's a no, and to be clear, neither do I. I I, I don't I. There's a way this team can be top six. We all know what it is. I just don't think they can do it. That's where I'm at. I see the. I think they. Can. We talked about the road yesterday. It's not like I can't see that road we discussed yesterday. I just can't see them actually doing it. That's yeah. that's where that's what that loss did to me last night. Everything we laid out yesterday that we said this is how the team could do it, and this is why we believe that they could do it. Mm-hmm. At nine thirty last night, I stopped feeling that way. I hadn't got there. yet. And Candace Parker didn't even crap on the Kings last night. <laughs> I listened to every word she said at halftime, <laughs> and I kept waiting, and it didn't. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Might not have even known who was playing. Well, she did. She 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 spoke. She spoke nice about Domas. Oh, okay. After she not picking nice him for the All Star team, I think. I don't know if she did or not. I, th- I think she didn't have either King. No, she absolutely did not. We'll come back. There's more to talk about. It's Dealing with KC here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Who do you want on the line? Oh, 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 if y'all need any advice, today's the day. The love doctor for this special 
Valentine's Day in Sacramento and all the cities. I got you. Don't play with me. This is my one right here. I'll start singing this song. This is my song. Let me rap the Cardi B part. Have you listened to, have you listened to uh, all again? Falling out of love again. Come on, man. That's my one right there. No love. That was that's one of my songs in the last five years. Have you listened to Beyonce yet? I haven't. I haven't. Right. Anything change? We need to be playing that record. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we need to be playing that record. No, 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 not just not just for the reasons that the country music stations might be ignoring it. Mm. It's 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 a it's a heater. Okay. That record's fire. It, there's a it's 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 you hear you hear the country, mm-hmm. then the beat like hits. It was like, oh, this is a Beyonce track. Because Complex was asking, like, what do we do with this? I, was like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, I listen. I was like, I like it, but I listened to it on my phone. Yeah. And I made a quick run this morning, put it on in the car, and it was like, oh, okay, okay. Mm. Got where I had to go. Listen to it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to be. I got to the house, sat in the car, text complex right away. Sent him this long ass text. We need to be playing this song. <laughs> we need to be playing this song. They're not going to care what it's, it's 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 Beyonce and it's a smash record. We need to be playing it. Mm. I think he's going to move slow on it, but I want to play it. Yeah, I got to check it out. I, it's, it's I don't hot. know why I had. I was listening to music yesterday too. Uh, I forgot about. Let me see if I can get complex to let us play it today. Mm. Just because we talk about it, it's like mm-hmm. let's play it today. Uh, let's get to Kamara, uh, 916-909-1320. What's up, Kamara? Yeah, 16 Carriages is a banger. Um, nah, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. See, 16 Carriages is like a, it's like a ballad. I want the yeah, Texas, yeah, I, want, I want the Texas Hold'em track. Oh, yeah, Texas Hold'em, yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely. want the full hoedown or hee-haw or whatever it is. <laughs> Give me that. Okay. That's okay. fire. <laughs> respect, respect. I got it. I, hey. You know, you know, we love Queen over here. You know, what I'm well, so I know we, you fly we, all over the country to see her. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, in other countries. Yeah, absolutely, and and will again. Absolutely, take the whole family. Um, check it. You know, there's good news and bad news things that happened last night, man. The good news is, I love to see that De'Aaron was was balling out, right? Because mm-hmm. the last several games he was just not. He just wasn't showing being himself. Mm-hmm. Bad news, obviously, is the loss. But what really bothers me about the loss is not so much last night because you know those are pick 'em, you know, possession games. But it's the losses that we dropped early in the season: the Charlottes, the Portlands, the Detroits. The um, you know, not showing up against Houston early in the year, not showing up against New Orleans. Those are times when you see losses like this, and you start looking up at the standings, and you're like, oh man, like we're a game and a half back from everybody. You know, or, you know, we're, we're in danger of being a play-in team. Because you lose against a, a playoff contending team every, every day in the NBA. But when you lose against teams you're supposed to be easing on or feasting on, that's the problem. And that's when these records and these, these standings mean, mean something. And honestly, Ken, like, I'm, I'm fully on board with you about Mike Brown, about Kevin Herter. I think Mike Brown has mismanaged Kevin Herter from the jump. I've been on record saying that. Um, this lineup was played all the minutes last year, and then this year you found himself, Kevin, in the doghouse for the minimalist reasons, playing, you know, all these other characters in this position like he was trying to send a message. 
And attitude reflects leadership. We talk about attitude and re- leadership on his team. So right now, the attitude is not trust. Because Mike Brown doesn't trust a central figure in his lineup. He doesn't trust him. And so, therefore, we can't even trust his team. And so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the, the next 30-something games are going to look like with the team. But I don't feel great because unless Mike Brown comes as a Mia Cobb and be like, you know, I have mismanaged this, I don't know how we're going to look, you know, going forward. Now, the good, the, also the last thing on the good news is that we also don't know what the rest of the season is going to look like. A lot of things can happen. The, 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 the standings can be fluid. You know, New Orleans can have a bad run. Uh, injuries happen. A lot of things can happen, but I don't like having our destiny tested with other teams. I like being in control of my own destiny. I just don't know if the Kings are the team to really take control of that, you know, going into the, you know, maybe we'll see with it after these next two weeks, you have a reforming of their mind. So um, I'd love to hear what you guys' thoughts on everything and uh, appreciate y'all as always, man. I appreciate appreciate you, Kamara. Yeah, I mean, they are in control of their own destiny. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're a good enough team. They got to get out there and play good basketball consistently. And um, what he's saying absolutely isn't wrong about, um, you know, the games that you you lost earlier in the season, the teams uh, that are below you in the standings or, or, you know, you feel lesser than you, uh, they come back to haunt you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's nothing you can do about that now. You've got games in front of you. You've got to play better basketball. Even if, to be honest with you, We'll just take those three games uh, with uh, Charlotte, Portland, and Detroit. That that wouldn't you wouldn't be okay. You know what I'm saying? Like you'd you'd be like a game ahead of New Orleans. You'd still have to play good basketball at the end of the season to get where you want to get. You know what I mean? So that's the way that that's the way I would look at this if I was playing or if I was a coach. What happened in the past? earlier this year it doesn't do it it's not like each of those games counted for five games in the standings and you're you would have been 15 games ahead no it's one game even if you would have won all three of those you still gotta hey man we're only two games up on new orleans we 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 gotta we gotta finish out strong so it doesn't change the mission it doesn't change the task at hand you have to finish strong you have to play good basketball so there's no in my opinion there's no need to Worry about getting caught up in those games. Does the All Star break this team's only saving grace? Like as far as what can be fixed? Like are we expecting Mike Brown to make a move, or like all the teams and start playing better now? Or maybe the players? Like are we just banking on hopefully this rest gets the guys rejuvenated and ready to go for the second half of the season? Or is there something else we can hold hold out hope for? I think there's. I think rest is certainly. If I think when we talk about rest, we think about like the the body, right? Like the mm-hmm. physical nature of this. I think there's probably a mental component to it too. Mm-hmm. Like a chance to shut down, get away. You're not worrying about all-star stuff. Um, you know, obviously there are really strong financial ramifications for De'Aaron being an all-NBA player. But um, I think just the time away could help. Like just the the, the 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 physical and the mental rest, but just the time apart from each other. But when they get back, whatever day Mike has them returning to Sacramento, there there need there there does need to be a I don't want to I don't clearing of the air might be a little dramatic, but there are some conversations that need to be had, and there are some changes that I do think Mike Brown needs to make moving forward, mm-hmm. and 
it's we've we've talked about this in the in the past before Mike Brown was like the head coach. We've talked about this with other head coach coaches. Coaches really like to pick and choose. They they, they like to preach certain things, mm-hmm. but they really pick and choose who they hold to those standards. And a lot of times, like, we, we get our Buddy Heald jokes off. Buddy Heald was probably unfairly targeted for how bad he was defensively by fans. The team was ass defensively. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. But we picked on Buddy, and Luke picked on Buddy. And I think that's that's happening with Kevin Herter right now. Yeah. I, I, I You're 100% correct. You're 100% correct. And then when we talk about this – this thing in totality, this is where you've got to, TC, you got to be real with yourself. Because mm. Carlton in 2009 says Charlotte, Portland, mm. Detroit, Phoenix, and Milwaukee. That's five we gave away. Well, I can make the argument. You had no business winning the playing Warriors game. Mm-hmm. They blew that one. You had no business winning the Hawks game. Well, what about the other Warriors one? <laughs> That I, I mean, that you can say you had no. But I look at that yeah. as just a close game okay. that you won. Mm-hmm. But you can put that in there. Mm-hmm. The Orlando game probably had no business winning that one. Bad defense by Orlando late in that game mm-hmm. gave Malik the opportunity to tie it and send it to overtime. So your point is like they've they've happened the both season. ways. Yeah. The, the the ones that really really get. I mean, and don't get me wrong; those losses are frustrating. Like there's. You still shouldn't be losing those games. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but you've you've gotten a couple that you probably shouldn't win, shouldn't have won as well. The the ones with with the, the, the you know the Charlotte Portland Detroit stands out not just because those are three bad basketball teams, but those were three bad basketball teams without a lot of mm-hmm. players on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you had the Phoenix one. I'll remove that one because mm-hmm. I do feel like that's basketball. It sucks. Mm-hmm. But that happens every game. It's just the run happened at the worst imaginable time. Right. Like it happened at a time where Sacramento couldn't regroup. And it was literally like everything that had to happen for Phoenix to win for like five minutes happened. The Milwaukee one is upsetting because it's just a matter of making free throws. Mm-hmm. Like the the Milwaukee one, I would actually put in the category of the other three. Yeah, yeah. That was, you that's just, a tough one. You just hit. You just hit one of those last free throws and Dame Lillard's right. You know, like it doesn't happen. That's a tough. But but then but then I'll, I'll ask. I'll, I'll just playing devil's advocate. Like, didn't you have to have like a missed free throw and a De'Aaron layup to get to overtime? A missed free throw from Milwaukee and De'Aaron's tied it at the end of regulation to even get to overtime. So if so if I'm a Bucks fan, I should be like I could be like this shouldn't even got to overtime. We would should have handled business, you know what I'm saying? I don't even think I remember that that game was overtime, but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. It was over. De'Aaron it was one forty five, one forty three, or yeah. one one forty five, one forty four. Yeah, De'Aaron uh, driving layup at, and uh, at the end of. We were with Matt that night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you know it. It can go a number of different ways. I'm with I'm with <laughs> you and everybody. else. That's right. I was watching. <laughs> I was watching in the car on my way to the to the to the ABC studio. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you and Carlton in that situation and others where Charlotte, Portland, uh, Detroit, yeah. and I'll throw Milwaukee in there as well. Man, you got to close those out, man. Yeah. You got to win those games. So um, I don't, I, it just, no, I don't think anybody is wrong. I don't think you're wrong for not believing 
in this team right now to step up their game the way they need to to be a top 16. That's not wrong. That's 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 a completely valid feeling. I just feel differently. I think well, I think they can. I, I think I do see like it's not just seeing the path. I think they're talented, and I I I haven't closed the book on them being able to do what they have to do to be a top sixteen. Yeah, and 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 it would be clear with what you just said. I'm not I'm not wrong because taking a stance. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you how yeah, I feel. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying I can see how Sacramento can get to the top six. Mm-hmm. That hasn't changed. Do it, though. That, I think they that's can That's it. it. Like, we we laid out how they can do it and, and, and why it's so believable that they could do it. Mm-hmm. Today, 24 short hours later, I don't feel like they can. Mm-hmm. The whole thing that we laid out, I don't feel like they can. The, a, 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 a 16-6 run, a, a, a 15-7 run, or, you know, it would be more than that because I just blocked out the final three games of the season, but they'll, they'll have to have a stronger run. I just don't I don't see it. Like, if they played along the lines of the way that they've played this season, eh, we'll see where that gets you. Like, may, maybe that does get them to the six. But I feel like that's what we're going to see. We're going to see drastic ups and downs, and we're going to see shell 500 basketball for the rest of the year. It's just where does that land you? I think they have something like a – Third toughest schedule remaining in the NBA. Yeah, does that even matter? Uh, I mean, they lost to lost to Portland. They lost to Detroit. What's it matter? It matters in the sense of the one of the one of the goals for the rest of the season should be make sure you don't have those games anymore. You you had three slip ups. Make sure you don't have any of those no more. But if you're not getting a bunch of games anyway against those type of teams, it's not going to help you out that. Much. But yeah, make sure. Make sure beat Dallas every them. time you play them. Do that. Beat Dallas, and I think the good thing with that is you've got Dallas. The rest of the times you play at home, uh, yeah. So home and home is a back to back, or mm-hmm. it's a series yeah, type yeah. situation. So with you two got, days in between. Yeah, you got them at home, but you got Washington once, San Diego twice, another Portland, another Memphis, and then they put Toronto and Brooklyn on here. What's that? Three, four, five, six, seven. It's got to be. I'll say right now, that's, that's probably got to be seven wins. It's got to be seven wins. Mm. It's got to be seven wins. You got to win those games and figure out what you do after. Uh, one of the Phoenix games, which is probably considered a tough game, I think that's the last game of the season. So you might not even be, you might be going up against a Koji the whole game. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's. Which means nothing when you're playing Sacramento. Yeah, but it's got to mean something. Like that's my whole point. It's got to mean something. If 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 you're playing a Koji and Royce O'Neal and Booker and Kevin Durant are in street clothes that game, that's one of those you have to win. It's a win. Koji, right? That's his name. That's what I thought it was. I felt, didn't they? Weren't they saying it different last night? I didn't pay attention. I think they were saying it different last night, and I kept thinking, like, are they? Talking well, that's your boy Koji. Reggie. Reggie, he be getting things wrong. See, listen to you. <laughs> Listen to you. Wow. Wow. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. What's up, Manny? Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, so two things. It's Valentine's Day, so we're gonna talk about trust. Right? Okay. And if you got all these players signing this contract in the beginning of the year about trusting the trusting the process, trusting uh Mike Brown and, and being part of this, then it's a two way street. 
So every time somebody makes a mistake, you can't keep yanking them and not playing them for days on end and then expect them to keep buying into it when you're not giving them a reason to buy into it. Like going into the second half, and get your rotation. Stick with these guys. And unless there's an injury or something and you need to make a change or something falls off the deep end, then that's the only reason you need to be like this back and forth of guys getting 25 minutes to DMPs. Like stick with what you're going to run with with the rest of the year. Let's see what happens and then address everything else in the, in the off season, right? Mm-hmm. And second part, real quick for you guys for Valentine's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all are like, for me, cereal and milk, right? Because separately – they're fine. They're really good. But together, man, I ain't got nothing but love, man. Happy about why did, why did No, no. Why did you make that so weird? Why did you make that so weird? No, you could have said, hey, you guys are like milk and cereal together, man. I love it. But then you made it weird. Love you, Manny. <laughs> And Manny's like, voice always changes, yeah, you know, which adds a little extra weirdness to it. You got to you just... You gotta love Manny. You gotta love him. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. We appreciate Kings it. have twenty nine games left this year. Mm-hmm. Twenty nine. So you're gonna have to win some games against some good teams for sure. Mm-hmm. It's funny as I look at this this uh, breakdown of toughest opponents, easy opponents. <laughs> Everybody like everybody's easiest opponents are like four teams. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah. if you got games against Detroit, Memphis, Washington. In the Spurs. Is there one left against Washington? Have they played yeah, them both? They gotta go to yeah. Washington. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to to Washington. Um you got one left against Boston, Minnesota, and OKC in Milwaukee. And after tonight, only one left against Denver. Hmm. Okay. Phoenix has the toughest remaining schedule. Uh, by strength of schedule percentage, well, however they do this, they've got the the the, the toughest one at number one. They got two against Boston, two against Minnesota, two against OKC, two against Cleveland, two against the Clippers, and two against the Nuggets. Who? Uh, I think the I think the Warriors have the Clippers tonight and the Jazz tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They've got like the 24th Clippers. toughest schedule left remaining. Yeah. Well, thank God Draymond Green's back. Thank God he's back. And and a lot of it, so the funny thing about this is, like I I don't know how they're necessarily, I probably win percentage, but like the, the Warriors and the Lakers aren't considered tough opponents by this metric, which they're, you know, they're playing mm-hmm. better. So they they may be on Phoenix's, List. They're on the Kings list, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, the Lakers, they play the uh, the Kings play the Lakers at least one more time this year. Mm-hmm. They're not considered one of the toughest opponents, so you got to really look at these things a little more in depth. Sometimes, yeah, it's interesting. Interesting who they consider tough opponents the rest of the way, because uh, yeah. those teams will be fighting. The Lakers yeah. will be fighting. Uh, that story that came out of. Uh, uh, I think it was ESPN. I think it was Woj. It was Woj and Ramona about LeBron mm. and the Warriors was was interesting. Mm. 
Uh, we'll talk about that as the day progresses. We're trying to follow what went on in Kansas City. It's unbelievable that these people couldn't attend a championship parade uh, without fearing for their life. The uh, suspects have been detained. One person has lost their life. Nine others were injured uh, at the parade in Kansas City. Uh, just an awful, awful story uh, coming out of Kansas City in a day that was supposed to be uh, a celebration for them. Yeah. Uh, we are following that story. Um, I don't know what we can bring to you past what we told you. There is uh, news. This is non-tragic news. This is just regular football news coming out of San Francisco that Steve Wilkes uh, was fired today by or let go or I don't know what terminology they're using. Steve Wilkes won't be back with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So it it felt like through the the early portion of the season something was you know maybe 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 things were a little off and there was you know the booth versus the field. Uh the guys were adamant that they that they wanted Steve Wilkes on the on the field. He went to the field and of course there was the play that we talked about on Monday where uh, Kyle Shanahan called the defensive timeout because he didn't like the way something was set up, and that left a lot of people wondering, hey, what exactly is going on with Steve Wilkes? And mm-hmm. uh, now you don't have to wonder. Uh, Steve Wilkes won't be back with the San Francisco 49ers next year. Yeah, it didn't, didn't work out. Didn't work out. Um, I thought Steve Wilkes – I did not like Steve Wilkes' defense the first – basically before he came on the field. And I don't know, some mm-hmm. of the players said that helped. I'm not here to say that was a reason or not. I don't, I don't know, but I just know that was When like, Fred Warner said it mattered, I, I didn't ask any questions. Yeah, that, so yeah, that that's the way I look at it too. But that was just like the, the, um, the, the point that I'm looking at where I felt comfortable with the defense. Up until that point, I didn't like, I didn't really like the, the his defensive scheme much at all. Got better throughout the season. Um, I didn't necessarily think his scheme was much of an issue in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't I didn't necessarily feel like his scheme was the reason why they fell behind Green Bay and fell behind uh um Detroit. And I thought they did a good job in the Super Bowl, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Nick Bosa, I thought they did too. I was I I thought they I thought I can point to plays. Mm-hmm. In the defense, in in the in the Super Bowl, and maybe that's what we're talking about. Yeah, like maybe you just can't make a mistake in the Super Bowl, but I I'm I'm not sure. And hell, they lost one of, if not the best player on defense during the during, game. Yeah, during the game. Yeah. yeah. Then they had to recover. Not to mention the one that they had lost. What six weeks, seven weeks prior? Yeah. Maybe more than that. It's more so than that. I I thought I thought he did a a pretty good job in you know. Whether Shanahan is saying he did a bad job, I don't know if he's saying that, but he's saying this isn't going to work yeah. for for what I'm doing. And and I look at Shanahan real quick. I look at Shanahan and everybody like that the same way. It, look, you guys going to blame me regardless, so I'm not going to stick with this guy just because mm-hmm. it looks good or whatever. I'm gonna get who I want in there because this guy could be great. You're gonna say it's my fault anyway, so I'm gonna be in control of this whole thing. And if he wasn't comfortable with Steve Wilkes, go find somebody that you're comfortable with. Yeah, I understand that. Um, we'll see who that is. Remember, Kyle, it's Black History Month. You have a good track record. <laughs> He's with us. He's the Tom Hanks of the NFL. Good reference. Yeah. You see good that video? Right there. I did. Yeah. I saw it from you. 
Oh yeah, it was on, it was on your uh, uh, <laughs> your page. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll come back. Uh, we'll see. Joins us. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on last night's uh, Phoenix game, but more importantly, uh, what do the numbers say about the Sacramento Kings versus the Denver Nuggets? They'll be looking for their uh, third straight win this season against them tonight. When Dylan Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. All right, as we trudge along here, trying to regain our spirits. Will Z's not going to help. He's sad. <laughs> Text Will this morning. I'm not happy with this. Not happy with the Kings. Uh, not happy with how they're playing. Kenny quit. He's sick of this. He's just walking out of the studio oh, right now. See, look, Kenny Kenny can't stand sad Will either, so he's out of here. I think Kenny's having a, a headphone malfunction. Uh, he'll be back ah. here with us in a second. Uh, but Well, yeah, I, I, I text Will this morning like, hey, 145 work. I'm well, I'm not happy, and you were telling us as we were coming back, you just you were you 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 were bummed with the way last night's game went. Yeah, I think because there was so much good stuff, especially in the numbers. I was like, oh, getting my plans because I kind of plan out what I'm going to tweet after every game as it's going on. I'm like, oh, I'll do this, I'll do this, and then it gets to the end and they lose. I'm like, none of it matters. Like it, it's nothing is worth like tweeting out. Nothing is worth talking about. They lost, and it's just one of those games where everything sucks. But it just is what it's the epitome of the season. I think they are just a team of ups and downs this year, and right now they're in a major downswing right before the All Star break, which is just such unfortunate timing. Yeah. Right now I can hear my boy Will. Okay. Yeah. What's up, Kenny? You've been having some issues over there. That's all right. It's pissing me off. If there's one thing you don't want to do, that's. It's piss me this off. Is really, the weirdest. Don't piss me off. By far, the weirdest thing you do. Quoting like two, like ninety nine <laughs> Attitude Era Jeff Jarrett is just weird. Um, any numbers stand out to you last night? I mean, obviously, we see the you know the the, the surface numbers with De'Aaron and and I, I mean Domas's play is just mm-hmm. absurd. Uh, anything yeah. stand out? Like we've we've we've. <laughs> I got fr- like Kenny was like the Kings played well last night, and I got frustrated and pushed back a little bit. In he fact, he told me to shut the hell up. I, why do you? There, there are <laughs> That's people, what happened. There are, people back, are, there are people who are just tuning in who are going to believe that that happened. Would never say that. <laughs> Although you you did piss me off earlier because you you was talking to me in a condescending voice like I didn't know what you was doing. I knew what you were doing. Even Jesse knew what you were doing. Um, it's so funny because we were listening and Hannah goes. Like, it's so uncomfortable when they fight. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even tell, fight. Tell, tell Hannah, tell Hannah, it's always a work. It's yeah. always a work. We're two skilled oh. professional. Re- don't try this at home. We are, we are, we are two skilled uh, sports entertainers in here. Um, oh, that's great. Anything stand yeah, out numbers-wise to you? I think the main thing is just the bench play minus Monk. So if you remember the swing staff from yesterday was kind of the others. Yeah. And you have the bench of Davion, Keon, Len, and Kessler combined for three points, six rebounds, one assist, one steal, zero blocks. It's not just the points. It's everything. I know that those are defensive guys and they had some nice moments on defense. But to have four players play quick math, 24, 31, 35-ish minutes, with those numbers, that's just such a low total. And it's, I think, the Kings have leaned so heavily into, if you go back to the offseason moves, 
they need defense that they forgot that they also need offense sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they've just become such a top-heavy offensive team with Fox, not even Sabonis most nights. Last night was, but Fox, Monk, and whoever kind of that third score is, that it's it gets hard some nights when you don't have anyone other than Monk who can come in and give you any buckets or assists or anything like that. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's why last night also when you talk about this game and you talk about the frustrations is a little bit more frustrating, right? Because you just laid out what I believe wholeheartedly is that they got so wrapped up in the defense that mm-hmm. they forgot about their specialty and their superpower, so to speak, which was the on the offensive end. Yep. But that's not what happened last night, so to speak. Like, the bench didn't score – as a whole, but you got 20-something from Malik. That's yeah. what you look for. I begged for De'Aaron to show uh, show up and be the leader that I think he put up 40. Domas was dominant. Yeah. Um, and even, like, in my small little, like, I'll just – I'll give you – I'll take whatever you give me. Harris Martin gave you nine. Herter gave you ten. So offense necessarily scored 125 points. Yeah. Wasn't the issue. And I don't Shooting even know – poorly from three. You shot poorly from three. You didn't. Mm-hmm. You didn't get your three point shots, and then you missed six free throws. And the combination of those two might be what keeps you from getting one thirty one as opposed mm-hmm. to one twenty five. But yeah, it last night was one of those nights where that, that's maybe that's why I thought they played good because it looked more like a game that I think they specialize in. You're not always going to win those games, but it looked more like a Kings basketball game last night. Yeah, and it did, and they they even found a way like they finally got past the stun small ball KD at the five. They figured it out. They, it, it, they got down for a little in the third, but it's like, they finally got to a point where it's like, Oh, this is how we take advantage of it with the bonus offensive rebounds or getting into them down low instead of at the top of the key. And none of it really mattered. I think that's why it made me sad is because they played so well and still lost. And maybe it's just a tip of the hat to the Suns to Kevin Durant, um, and he's just that good. One of the things that stood out to me was how easily the Suns got the matchup that they wanted at the end of the game, especially when they had KD at five. The They were just setting these weak screens that the Kings just switched on seemingly right away and then would bring the double, that. and the Suns knew exactly what they were going to do off of it. I hated that. I, and, yeah. and that's and, – if I was being a jerk, I'd get mad at Harrison for that because Eric Gordon would, like, touch Harrison Barnes with his yep. hand. And Harrison would be like, oh, okay, switch, hey, switch, hey, switch. Like, didn't fight through it all or whatever the case may be. There was another play later in the fourth quarter, though, where a switch, uh, screen came, and it was an immediate trap with Harrison and Sabonis. So, like I said, if I'm not, I'm not going to be a jerk about it. I'm going to assume Harrison was told this is how you defend. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it, we're switching immediately. Don't fight through it or whatever. Because it sounds like they were told a couple of plays later, hey, we're trapping immediately or whatever the case may be. So in that case, I'm not going to necessarily get mad at Harrison. I'll get mad at Jordy and Mike and be like, this this isn't Amen. working. Like, mm-hmm. this, you, you've got to do something different. And, and then there's something to the fact of you give people different looks. You know, so maybe they were like, hey – for the next 10 possessions, we're just switching automatically. 
And then once they get once the offense gets used to switching automatically, now for the next five possessions, we're trapping hard. Just give different looks and not let them get in the routine. But I saw the same thing well and I just I the whole NBA actually does it and it really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Nobody fights through screens, on ball screens. Will, as we uh, prepare for the second night of a back to back tonight, let's, let's try that again. Three, two, and one. Will, as we prepare for the second night of a back to back, I got it this time. Ready? Cut this out in three, two, one. Hey, Will, as we prepare for this game against Denver tonight, there we go. Um, anything stand out? Uh, I know you wrote about it over at willzstats.com. Anything stand out in the first two games? Because my my one of my big you know one of my many frustrations today isn't just that the Kings lost last night. It's that man they they go like to for me to feel a little bit better going into All Star break. They got to beat Denver a third straight time this year. Mm-hmm. But we've we long before the last time these two teams played have acknowledged that I think Denver and Sacramento is a really good matchup, mm-hmm. or Denver is a really good matchup for Sacramento. What stood out numbers-wise uh, with these two teams in the last couple of games? Yeah, two things. The first was Darren Fox assist numbers. So he's had 26 assists in the first two games, 16 the first game, 10 the second. And I think that that has lent itself to the Kings taking a well-rounded scoring approach against the Nuggets. It's one of their – the last game on Friday – was one of their three games this year where they had seven players score in double figures. And there's just something about the Nuggets team that we've seen it twice now where Fox's passing is just those assist numbers are high. I don't think it's a coincidence uh, that we've seen it twice. I don't know what it is or why, but it's something that I'll be looking at again tonight to see if it happens again. And then the second thing is just the three-point disparity between the two teams. So the Kings have shot 33 of 68 in the two games. That's 48.5%. And the Nuggets are 16 of 54. That's 29.6%. They've really just dominated beyond the arc. And I think a huge reason why they won so they had such a high margin of victory last game. And that's what makes me nervous for tonight is I don't know if the Kings can win without hitting their threes. And that's why I made it the swing side of the game. It's something that they've done both times they've won. And I think something that they have to do tonight. And on the second night of a back-to-back with heavy minutes last night, it's just, it makes me nervous. That doesn't mean I don't think they can do it and hit their threes at a high clip. It's just something that I think has to happen tonight, like in the previous matchups. Yeah, man, it's a tough game. It's a tough game, obviously. You're going up against the defending champions. Um, you're you're playing them on the road in a back-to-back in a situation where you've already beat them twice, and mainly a couple days ago, so it's fresh on their mind. And they're going to be looking to, you know, get some of this get-back. I'm looking right now, I think uh, – let me see, give me a second. Yeah, this is their last game before the break as well. Okay. So they're, they're – as much as they can, they're going to be like, all right, let's close – Close things well, on a on a on a good note. Well, that's also well, yeah, for sure. They could absolutely feel that way, or the, they could have one foot out. That's the door. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, there's two sides to that coin right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey guys, let's just get through this because only one guy is going to Indy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to get uh, maybe this isn't the best injury report. I'm just on ESPN. 
They've got Jamal Murray as day-to-day and KCP as day-to-day. So yeah, Jamal was questionable earlier. KCP, I, I don't remember what he was. Now, Still yeah. questionable. Okay. okay. So Another one comes out in two minutes, I think. I think they come out every half hour. Correct. Uh, gotcha. So I can check on that. But it'll be interesting to see if they play because I get that they have the rest coming up. So for those two guys, do they want day. to give them an extra day of rest? Like why bother playing a game? Right. Or do they treat it as we've got a break coming up? Let's play this game and then rest. And I could see it going either way. Yeah, it, yeah, it could Honestly, be like I would because if they haven't played, I yeah, Jamal play. hasn't right because yeah, he I didn't would, play here. No, no, he didn't. He did. He did. Play Jamal here. did play he here. He did play. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Porter didn't play. Here, oh, okay, so. there you yeah. go. Michael Porter and KCP. Yeah, and play. KCP. Yeah, but I mean that's if they're not right. Like if I'm, I'm just, I'm not even saying this like for the Kings. Just if they're not right, like. Don't yeah. play him. Like, yeah. Just let him get the extra day. Yeah. Yep. Jokic don't look right either. <laughs> something, just something. Take yeah. a rest. Yeah. I mean, and plus I, he's got a long weekend. Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. look, it was a long championship run last last year. Yeah. Aaron Gordon, all, all the starters, just chill. Yeah. Bring your two way guys up and <laughs> let's rock a little well, bit. The Detroit did play us well, with guys that. They cut the next day. They did. They literally fired yeah. everyone who produced against Sacramento the next day. So yeah, I guess I thought about. It. I should have done this. Doing a like, this is how many points got cut from the Nuggets uh, <laughs> oh, that just played. But that's terrible. Just terrible. Um, and it I, looks like it's every hour for the injury report. So we've got another half hour before any updates. Gotcha. It um. You mentioned De'Aaron's assist numbers against Denver. Uh, I'll be really interested to see De'Aaron's game tonight. He obviously had the monster mm-hmm. game tonight. Domas, I'm just penciling in for another monster game. Maybe yep. not 30 plus, but uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna write Domas in for you know 17, 15, and anywhere from nine to to 12 in the assist category. Uh, but ha- really, may just get double doubles for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why. Yeah. Like, when absolutely. is he going to get, like, seven rebounds? He can pass the great Jerry Lou. He gets that in a quarter. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. When are you going to get seven rebounds in a game? Like, nah, bro. I'll be interested to see what De'Aaron does tonight, though. Because uh, De'Aaron yeah. obviously has that, you know, he he had that big-time performance last night, you know, getting back kind of in the scoring column the way that we saw him during the first part of the season. Uh, how he follows that up tonight, I'll be interested in seeing. Yeah, and I'll be watching Keegan a lot as well. Um, you were talking about mm. it earlier, Damien, and there's just, I don't know, something feels a little off. There was one play that stuck out to me last night where it was like a loose ball or something, and Keegan ended up with it on the left wing and passed it out to Barnes, and it's the shot that Barnes took the like super long three-point attempt at yeah. the end of the shot clock. <laughs> and I wanted Keegan to get it and attack or shoot or something. He didn't have that much pressure on him. It's like, go. Like, go do something. And then ended up with a long Barnes contested three. And it just doesn't seem like we're getting a Keegan right now. And I don't know if it's the kind of Barnes coming back, which has been a while, or what it is. But just more Keegan doesn't see bad things. Yeah, I'm sorry. I almost just passed out because I remembered that play, and it was the quote unquote end of the shot clock. There was five seconds left on the shot yeah. clock, and he shot thirty. I said, "I, I'm sorry." All right, Harris. I mean, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's 
I know the shot clock was winding down technically. There was five seconds left, and we pulling up from 30. And then he hit the backboard and rim. We want aggressive Harrison. We got him. Well, Davion did miss everything on one of his three-point attempts. Keegan did hit the other side of the backboard one time. There were some rough shots last night. (laughs) Like, Davion's shot fell a solid three feet short. Like, that was just a pass to the whoever was down there near the basket. Um, yeah, it was it was a rough night from beyond the arc last yeah, sure. A really, yeah, a really, yeah. really rough night. Um, well, we appreciate you, man. I know you don't feel great about the game. We'll lock in, and, and hopefully uh, things go, go the Kings' way and that three-point percentage. And uh, vibes are a little bit better tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank Have a good job. That's our man, Will Z. I don't like sad Will Z. We can't, no, we can't, can't have sad Will Z in here. We can't, can't have both of them in an attitude about the Kings. <laughs> I'm the only one. I'm 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 hanging in there. I'm a one man wolf. If they win tonight, does it change? Do you think that changes how people feel? You tell me. Doesn't change. <laughs> doesn't change how I feel. No, I don't. I, I don't to be honest, I feel. it shouldn't. This is this is my with the Kings. They they can't do things in. I should. I was gonna say one way or the other, but they can lose and make me like doubt them. They can't win in one game and make me say I'm fully. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a win tonight, cool. That would be mm-hmm. great. That'd be a good mm-hmm. sign. Um, but I don't think it should change uh, how anybody feels tonight. Yeah, I don't. You just think it you will. just want the win. Just get the win if you can. Keep it moving and try to, you know, have something happen good outside the All Star break. Yeah, regroup, regroup over the break, and and be ready. First game, that the first game is the the twenty second, right? That's San Antonio. I was gonna be live that night. Oh yeah, we'll be there. It's gonna be live, baby. Dilo and Casey will be there. One zero two five live from 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 the Golden One Center. It's gonna be live, baby. Yeah, I'm 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 excited about that day. Yeah, it's gonna be. There's a lot going on that day. A lot going on, man. I I love what what the Kings and. Our girl Kendra Kendra Montgomery Block, I can say mm-hmm. that, um, has done with that particular night. Mm-hmm. The HBCU night, I think it was a great idea. Uh, she's done a lot of uh, great things just in general, but that night, this is the third straight year they've done that, and to to see all the fraternities and sororities and you know and, and all that stuff going on, I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, that night, and I look forward to. We joke about it, but I really do look forward to it yeah. every single year. So. Um, can't wait for it. Yeah, I cannot wait. We'll be there. Um, our man Laney Smith, the creator of Actively Black, will be there. We've been trying to get him on this show for three years. Are we getting closer? Not. We're getting closer. Okay. I was texting KMB earlier today. Like we, we, I think, I think we're getting closer with that. She's going to help us uh, try to get a couple of people on the show with us next week because we've got some, we got some time to hang out next week. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're off this Monday. Is your life. Yeah, well, we're back here Tuesday and Wednesday, and the Kings don't play till Thursday, and we're planning on probably a bit of a unique schedule on Thursday. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 and and not just HBCU night. I'll be excited for the Kings to get back on the floor. Yeah, especially see Vic. I'm, I'm trying to get down to the as soon as this show ends. I'm racing. I want to see Victor Women down on the floor. Yeah, and and like for me, and I know you probably feel the same way, and all this other stuff. Even even if they lost tonight or whatever, um, at that point, it would have been like more than a week before since Kings basketball. Yeah, I'll just be hyped to see these guys getting after it again, yeah. man, and playing basketball and get ready for this second half of the season. So uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun 
uh, Thursday the 22nd. And then the Kings lose, then I'll just be begging well, we for the season to be pissed. over. Yeah, just begging. Just end <laughs> this stupid not season. not going to be happy. End this dumb-ass season immediately. <laughs> Victor Wimbanyama going to have a quadruple-double. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox out there guarding him at half court <laughs> trying to steal the ball. Didn't De'Aaron guard him the first? Or Yeah, I think they've only played San Antonio once. Didn't he guard him? I just remember. I remember De'Aaron guarding Chet. I don't remember De'Aaron on on Vic. Maybe he did. I remember De'Aaron on Chet the other night, and I remember Chet on De'Aaron. Like, what the hell is going on here? And it wasn't even a switch. Like, Chet picked him up. What is this? De'Aaron tried to shoot over him. Didn't go my man's way. Didn't go my man's way at all. Uh, But hopefully they can get a dub tonight, man. We'll see. Maybe Denver's. Maybe Denver's got their foot out the door. Denver last year, you know, quiet is kept. Denver last year had stretches where yeah, they yeah. they didn't look great. They had stretches they had like last a two year. Two and a half weeks. Remember, Mike Malone was like, he was pissed. I don't know what the hell's going on with yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, he was like, this team is not interested. Yeah, and yeah, it it probably you know we we talk about um, you know we've harped a little bit on the the Detroit. Charlotte, you know, Portland light games. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 even harp, you know, we we talked about the Phoenix the not not Phoenix last night, the Phoenix 22 point lead lost. We talk about that. The Bucks blew a 20 some odd point lead. I think it was to Portland if I remember correctly yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple of nights ago. You had uh Oklahoma City I think lost to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Like that as frustrating as it is, and I get it, it is extremely frustrating. It happens a lot. Yeah, that really stuff does. happens a lot in this league. It really and does. Bucks fans are infuriated. They got a whole different host of problems going on over there. <laughs> Oklahoma City fans were probably frustrated. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm, you, you laughing at no, Doc? No, I'm not laughing at Doc. I'm not laughing at Doc. Did you see? I think it was. <laughs> this is one of the best things of the year. Did you see the NASA's yesterday? I didn't. Did you, Jesse? Did you see it? Yeah, he needs to be stopped. Like Giannis needs to tell him. Like I like, bro. Like you're here because like just relax, bro. Like, so, what did he do? So, so they get a a rebound. Uh, the Bucks get a rebound, and there's three Bucks around the ball, right? Uh-huh. So they got it. The other team, obviously, the NASA's is in. The game's over, right? But the other team is de- back down court, and it's like I don't know who the player is. The point guard, he gets the ball, and he gives or the shooting guard gets the ball, gives it to the point guard that's back there. The NASA's is standing right there. And they're like kind of walking up. And the NASA's like, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Like standing like, hey, give me the ball. Walking with them, right? And the guy's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm the point guard. Just keep moving. The NASA's like, no, give me the ball. And then he gives him the ball. And the NASA's gets an eight second. <laughs> I'm watching it right now. And then Dame Lillard's on the bench, like laughing, looking like towards Giannis, trying to hide his laugh too, though. It's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, this is hilarious. Bro, the Nassas look like a bratty kid out there. Like, give me the ball. Patrick <laughs> Beverly laughing at him. That was, that was hilarious. <laughs> My favorite the Nassas clip um, is when he's doing the warm-ups. And he's looks, like, like Scott, looks like Scott Foster was getting some jokes off. You, <laughs> you ever see the one where he's um, pregame taking shots or whatever? He does like the little dance after he takes a shot. And they're like, this dude does not pay. Like, take it serious at all. <laughs> oh, man. That was that might have been the clip bro, of the year. That bro, was hilarious. Did you see, like, the next play? The what? The, the, yo, Thanasis trying to go to work. 
Oh, this is comedy. This tweet is titled, Thanasis might actually be the worst player the league has ever seen. I'm going to retweet that so everybody can enjoy this. <laughs> that I died when I saw that. This is I phenomenal. Died. Is Thanasis our Twitter leader for the memes for February, the calendar? Okay. All right. I'm just... I am retweeting all of these Thanasis clips right now. <laughs> this is tremendous. That man said he might be the worst player the <laughs> league has ever seen. Oh, man. I love Thanasis. Uh, that, that's my guy. <laughs> that's my guy. When he wouldn't leave, the point guard is like, give me the ball. And then the guy was like, fine, here. I need he gets the eight second. I need to know what the NASA was planning to do with the basketball after that, too. Like, if he didn't get called for eight seconds. Like, was he going ISO ball? Like, what were we doing here? <laughs> the way he stepped over the line trying to <laughs> avoid the eight seconds, it makes it even better. <laughs> oh, man. The NASA is wild. That, that dude is comedy. He man. is a character. I hope he's at the All-Star game. I want to see him All-Star Saturday night. Sitting courtside with all those guys. Thanasis in the actual All Star game. Oh, would be let's tremendous. go! I, that, you want to see me watch? Yeah, I'll you want to get me to that. watch. I'll watch that. He would try to dunk from the free throw line. <laughs> Forget the All Stars. I want to see Thanasis. <laughs> when he did little, his little move and got to the basket, and the whole bench popped. That's when you knew. Like, look, Giannis smiling, laughing, running up and down the floor, knowing he ain't never seen that move before in his life. <laughs> It's like a package deal now. Like if you have Giannis on the you have to bring the NASA. Oh yeah, the hey, I'll be like, I'll, I'll demand it. I won't do it for Giannis. I'll demand it as a GM. Hey, you got to give me TA. Give me TA. This is incredible video. Absolutely <laughs> incredible. It's uh, it. I've got all sorts of stuff on my t- uh, Twitter account. The has got go uh, the new Giannis is uh, is a tribute to the Nassus. It's a tribute to, I guess the story goes, the Nassus gave. Giannis' his shoes so he could play basketball growing up. Mm. So the shoes on the back of it says, thank you, Thanasis, for letting me use your shoes. That's very touching. NBA first family. Giannis been paying him back ever since. <laughs> he, can't, he can never repay him. That's, what he's, that's, that's how he feels. I can never repay you enough, big bro. Hmm. I remember when the Kings got the, uh, the youngest bro playing summer league. Alex. Yeah, they should they should bring Alex back that. right now. He can't yeah. do, it can't be any bad, that bad. All right, we'll come back. They should go get Mike James. They talk about they need a backup point guard. Go get Mike James out of Europe. Who? Mike James. Mike James was hooping. No, you're supposed to say that a certain way. But yeah, but it's James, not Jones. No, I get it. You just play along. Just do it for the content. <laughs> bit, yeah, like like he knew what I was doing, and he still. <laughs> I knew what you. Come on, Man, do an alley oop. Do an alley oop, and he just watched. <laughs> yeah, it yeah you know, I'm going to ask. Go take a lap. <laughs> eight se- well, eight second violation. We'll come back. More D'Lo and KC here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. <laughs> Check out the 13th round and kicking it with KC and the house show on ESPN1320.com, YouTube. What's what's the address? YouTube.com slash ESPN. Welcome to the show. You can t- I forgot how they say it, man. Tasha just said uh, uh, Sac- 1025 KSFM, Sacktown's number one for hip-hop and R&B, and I'm furious. It's not supposed to say that, right? No. Sacktown's number one. No, oh, she says Sacktown. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. We got to. We don't Tasha. say that around yeah, here. We got to talk to Tasha. We got to meet Tasha. Yeah, that that'd be good. Yeah.
Yeah, because Maybe nothing is more glaringly <laughs> obvious that you're not in Sacramento than saying Sacktown's number one for hip hop and R and B. It's almost like you'd be in Phoenix or something. We we should get well. No, where's that? Or Boston or wherever. Um, she should come for Soulbone. Oh, we gotta get Dana and our crew back out here. Radio's so weird now. It is. It's weird. You see our girl Lundy's pregnant. I did see that. Yeah, the know. RKO out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Hey, congratulations. What the hell is this? Congratulations. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Complex, if this happens to be the one time you're listening to D'Lo and Casey on ESPN 1320, we've got to have a talk with our girl Tasha. Yeah. Go around throwing, throwing Sacktown around like that. Yeah, and these dummies are out here playing. These dummies are out here playing catch in front of the window like we're not trying to do, do a job. Who's throwing? Rich and Kimberly. Dude, I'm telling you, this building is Dunder Mifflin. I'm, I'm Remember when Michael was throwing the football around and 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 uh, I think Dwight tackled Creed or something. Kim ain't got oh, no yeah. hands. Yeah, that's this. Kim ain't got no hands. I'm she glad I got Rich is smiling today though. Look, 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 you, you get look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you widescreen. You can see these. What is? Did Kimmy just pick something off the ground and smelled it? Oh my! God. That's Man, today's you, podcast title. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Oh man! This, yeah, hey, working. Oh, look, look, oh, yeah, boss must have walked in. Yeah, everybody walking different now. This <laughs> bro, it's Valentine's. It's not even like a real holiday to like mess around. Like it's not even like coming into the weekend. It's Yo, they still another day at work tomorrow. These fools acting like it's Christmas break yeah. out here. <laughs> it's February fourteenth. It's a Thursday. <laughs> it's Wednesday, dog. Oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah. See? See? Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, today's, yeah, yeah, today's yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, they just out here just having chilling. a blast. Just chilling. Do uh, do you guys have any Valentine's Day memories? I really don't, to be honest with you. I'm just asking. Like, did you did you ever like, you know, like like get at a girl in high school or something? Like, really, like oh, Valentine's man. Day was the day where you like sealed the deal or Oof, you know wow. got 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 the number. You know what I mean? Like, but it was your Valentine's card and candy. Like, you made the big proclamation. No. No, that didn't happen to me. Jesse? Uh, not really. Like, in high school, like, when me and Crystal were, like, first starting to date, like, um, we're not starting to date. We were, like, first starting to talk or whatever. So the dude liked her. And she's like, oh, I think he's asking me to, like, be his Valentine's. I'm like, no, like, I'm your Valentine or whatever. Oh, okay. And that kind of, no, no, seriously. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, hey, let's no, go. Like, since then, like, 11 years later, like, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was in high school. That was me sophomore year. Little, little Jesse. Every 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 Valentine's Day, Jesse asked, hey, Chris, what's that other little bitch doing? What's he doing? Still single? Yeah, I bet. Hey, you know who really might have had game was, was Crystal. Because that might have been a plant. There might not have oh, been another see? guy. Maybe. See? Yeah, she might have gave the situation. Crystal got her man sewn up. <laughs> Let's go. She knew how to press his <laughs> buttons. Mr. Tapia said, that's my boy. That's my boy. Yes, she, she can vouch the story, too. I'm not just putting that. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of any, I can't think of, uh, any standout Valentine's Day stories. No, I've had good Valentine's Day, obviously, with my now wife. Uh, we've had a lot of, had some good Valentine's Days. I'm not, like, to be honest with you, I'm not a big fan. Is this your first? Yeah, first married Valentine's Day. But like your 19th overall? <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> um, 
I'm not a big fan of Valentine's Day. I love the idea of like love and hearts and all this other stuff, but the way that it is just like super expensive and mm. mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Like I don't like that it it for not not I'm not speaking for anybody specifically, but like the way that it can't be simplistic. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't just the way the 9.99 flowers were 24.99 yeah, this morning. 24.99. They must have been on sale. Yeah, well, yeah. Shout like out 30, to Nugget. Shout out to Nugget. They only doubled the price. They didn't quadruple it. I don't like. I don't like. How I just can't show my love. My well, my wife can do it for me. I, you know, we're we're good. But like, I can just show my love with a, a, a card. You know, candy. You know, maybe a dinner at home. Just I love you. It's got to be this grand thing. And mm-hmm. it, but you know, social media has made it even worse now, right? Because now everybody want to put their grand life size teddy bear with. You know, roses all throughout. The, they're going to put it on there, and then it makes everybody else who doesn't get that feel like it's less than. Well, that's all social media is. It's an attempt to make you feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. I started, I realized I'm following the wrong. Why am I following league fits? I can't wear none of this stuff. <laughs> I need to switch it up. Yeah. I like the idea of Valentine's Are you guys Day. exchanging gifts? Uh. Yes and no. I mean, I, I can't tell any surprise. She might be listening, but I know I'm not expecting a gift. I don't. She don't have to give me nothing for Valentine's Day. Did you so get her man. a birthday gift? Mm-hmm. That was two days ago. Yeah, yeah, that's a killer, man. That's a killer. I mean, Christmas was not that long ago. My mom's birthday man, was in July. That's tough. Ryan's birthday, Reese's birthday was in November. It is a nasty four month stretch for me. Mm. I'm just trying to get out of here above water. Good luck. And then Mother's Day is like WrestleMania tickets haven't even gone on sale. WrestleMania, <laughs> Easter. I'll never get a break. No. I guess I guess after after Mother's Day is when I can like breathe a little bit. That's Mother's, my off Mother's season. Day's May. Yeah. That's my off season until well, then there was the anniversary. And then we got the new anniversary. I guess just the summer is when I Doesn't the new anniversary replace the old one? Yes and no. You still know it's there, though. We can't act like it's not there. Yeah, how does that work? I'm already, like, 11 years in on March. Like, I'm going to be getting married. Like, do I just start over again? Like, we go one year or what? Uh, I've never experienced it. But my my guess, the way I'm treating it is that it was June 19th. Like, that's never going to go away. Like, we all, like, there's got to be some kind of acknowledgement. It may not be as grand as the wedding anniversary, Mm -hmm. but there's got to be some, hey, let's go to dinner or maybe we take a weekend or something like that. Like, there's going to be some type of acknowledgement of it. Okay. I was just asking. Life is hard. It ain't easy. (laughs) Pimping is, though. (laughs) That's That's what the Godfather said. Wow. That's what, or did he say pimping ain't easy? He said pimping ain't easy. Ah, that's right. Godfather said a lot. He also yeah. said light a fatty for this pimp daddy. <laughs> Vince had no idea what any of this meant. It was just like, yeah, no, it's cool. It's funny. It rhymes. <laughs> Actually, Godfather didn't say pimping ain't easy. He'd hold the microphone out to the crowd, and the crowd would say, pimping ain't easy. <laughs> Little seven-year-olds out there yelling, pimping ain't easy. It's always funny scrolling Twitter, and you just see, like, like what were they thinking back then? I saw one. I'm, I can't even, like, talk about it, like, on here. I'll send you. If I find, I'll send it in the group. It's just like, what were you guys thinking? Bro, he then? had a whole train that came out. <laughs> and, you know, JR, and, oh, here come the hoes. Bro. King was, is all excited and hyped up. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Every Monday night. Here come the hoes. And they were 
from the local. They were Bro, from local, wherever city they were. At. Establishments. Jeez. No one batted an wait, eye. Wait, that's a shoe. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. he would go to the local establishment. I didn't know and that. Get maybe five or six. Yeah, and I, I mean a few of them. Not, a few but... of them were. Uh, yeah, I think they got paid like two hundred dollars or something like that. Of yeah. a, a few of them were like people, like because I think uh, man, what's that one girl's name? She was she she became she became she was a wrestler. She's a really good wrestler, but she's <laughs> well. Well, here's the sentence. She was a really good wrestler. She started out as a hoe. Well, she was the godfather. So, it, <laughs> wait a minute. I can't remember her name though. If 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 Bryce is listening, he'll remember. <laughs> hey, I mean, look. I just, I just, it's funny. I think man. it's Victoria. I think, I think it was Victoria. I think the, Victoria was the one. Not the little, little. Uh, she was like short. No, her name was Ivory. No, Ivory, Ivory, I no, I think Ivory was a hoe too. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? She <laughs> I think she was. <laughs> I think I think so. I think Ivory was. Victoria definitely was. <laughs> definitely was. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> she was definitely one of the Godfather's hoes. Man, I, I just sent you something. every Monday night USA Network. <laughs> I just sent you something, man. It it cracked me up because you're we talking about uh, the wrestling and everything, and and th- this one of the realest tweets I've ever seen because man, NXT they be having. <laughs> Where does he keep finding them? <laughs> they say Shawn Michaels keeps Shawn, hitting the explore page on Instagram. Shawn, Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Sean Michaels got a tight boy. I ain't even mad at the heartbreak kid. They said, I need to see Sean Michaels search history. She got on black Air Force Ones. <laughs> she got the other girl got dunks on. She sure do. I love wrestling. I Shawn love Michaels, it so much. Supreme talent evaluator. I can't believe how bad wrestling in the '90s was. Uh, it was all bad. I mean, my favorite is still um, the the little white kid throwing up the fist. Oh. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> says that's Matt George when he joins the show. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> hey, I'll say this: Everybody favorite. talking about the Rock and heel Rock. What we're seeing right now from the Rock as a heel, uh-huh. we've never seen this. What's this that? version oh, of the no, rock no, 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 no. Yeah, we've no. never seen this version. Hollywood rock was funny and he was like, yeah. Hey, yeah, no, I'm in here in crappy ass Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, shut up. I'll get to you in a second. Yeah. Like it, then there was the nation of domination rock, which for some reason he had like a country accent when he talked and the rock <laughs> is telling you here that, you know, whatever. And, <laughs> and then you arguably, had like, that's the best rock of all time. And then you had corporate, Vince, you know, corporate champion rock, which didn't last long because it was just the rock who was with Vince McMahon. But what we saw at that, that's we've never seen no, that no, version that was... before. Is this high chief rock? I know it's Peter. Oh, Mike, I it like that. Chief, yeah, I, saw, I, saw I like that. On that. Yeah, I like that idea. That's that's good. This is a different. I don't know how long it's going to last, but this is a different version of the rock. Yeah, it can't last that long, though, because I even saw something the other day that just because of who he is and the time we live in he can't he can't be that 
the whole time. Did you see that thing where he had to address the the people in the, Hawaii? Yeah, like like that's who the Rock is now. Like he is a humanitarian, right? To a certain degree. So yeah. I think our plan is right. Like it's gonna <clears throat> that Rock is gonna end at WrestleMania, this one, and then he's gonna be the the face for the match the following WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, that's how you set it up. You just have him turn on Roman and. Cody gets the belt, and then you know what can happen after that. I don't know how you get there though. It's a it's a long it's it's still a year plus away because you got to get through the Rock Roman. You got to turn Roman. Yeah, you got to turn Roman. Roman. I think Roman's at the end of the road though. I, if I'm Roman, that's 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 why you start to it. turn it. Like no, he's not. He, Roman's not going to be done. Not, he's just not gonna like be he can't do scarce. it. But he's, I mean, he's he's had a good career. Like he, I think Roman can. We're, we're not done with Roman, are we? Can you already put him out to pasture? Wow. Roman, Roman, Roman's thirty eight. Oh, I thought he was a little older than that. But you, you, I mean, you see the beard; it's changing a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, Roman. Roman could go to Hollywood, man. Roman could be in the Avengers. Mm, he could be. Like I think, I feel like he's he's done all he could do in wrestling. This was how do you how do you come back from this, Tribal Chief? How do you yeah do you, you, go, you 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 fade away like you yeah. just don't do as much? Yeah, maybe come back like Cena came back every mm-hmm. now and then, right? Do that, yeah. But you're not gonna be in a you're not gonna be on Raw every Monday. Austin Theory again? God no, this. God no, absolutely. These his days as a wrestler are coming to an end. I mean, he's carried, he's carried this company for a solid what, four years. Four since, years? We've been, since we started the show. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's he's a Hall of Famer. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Roman's that guy. I just love. I love the chat. Uh, Irie's first appearance was as a hoe. Huh? <sighs> well, Lita's wasn't. Y'all keep saying Lita. No, Lita was, Lita not. was not. No, 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 no. Lita was not what? She's not on there as a hoe. <laughs> But Lita Victoria, came, she definitely was a Victoria hot, definitely was. Le, no, yeah, Lita came out with uh, his, his name was Poppy something. But, <laughs> yeah, he was. He was like a, yeah, he was like a little luchador guy. It didn't last <laughs> long, and then she got with the Hardys, and that took off like mm. crazy. Mm. Lita was dope. I loved me some. Lita. I wasn't a big Lita fan. I loved me some Lita. Yeah, I, was, I mean, she was cool. I did not like her, but I wasn't a big Lita fan. I like Lita. Yeah. Um. Ramona Shelburne and Adrian Wojnarowski reported this morning that the Warriors made a real attempt to acquire LeBron James before the trade deadline. Did you get an opportunity to read that article? I did not. I saw. I saw it. Um, I'm going on Twitter, to read a specific part of that article that I just couldn't help but chuckle at. Uh, this article has become increasingly difficult to find. Uh, give me two seconds. Um, well, I got a question for you after this. Okay. The line here, um, it opens over a 24-hour window. Warriors made an unsuccessful bid. LeBron James. Uh, Warriors were eager to present a package to deal to L.A., blah, 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 blah. Armed with the encouragement of Warrior star Draymond Green. <laughs> Golden State owner Joe Lacob reached out to Lakers owner Jeannie Buss to inquire whether James' apparent public frustration could be interpreted as an opening to discuss a trade. Mm. I love that line so much. Armed with encouragement of Warriors star Draymond Green. How did he get in there? 
Joe Lakeup reached out to Lakers owner Jeannie Buss. Uh, yeah, stop. Uh, stop. Your boy Maury reached out to the Lakers as well in an attempt to acquire LeBron James. And from what it sounds like, and I don't know if this was true just for Joe Lakeup or if it was true for both of them, mm-hmm. Jeannie was like, no, you know, Le- we're not interested in trading LeBron. LeBron's not interested in being traded. Mm-hmm. And somehow it was like, oh, okay, talk to Rich. And they contacted Rich and Rich, Rich Paul. And Rich Paul was like, I'm not trying. LeBron's not going anywhere. He's focused on L.A. So that's what I was just going to ask you. Does does the, the guy in L.A., does he get any any type of, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe he was told something. Who? Remember the guy that you dismissed and said the he TV was nobody. Guy. He no. said he said there was there was I can't I was looking for exactly what he said, but I thought he said something to the effect of there's offers out there for LeBron James. I think he almost said it was like the top of their list or something like that. No, that's not what he said. What he he said, said that it was the Lakers' intention of trading LeBron James. I think he might have said that too. That's right. I was trying to so find no, the, the tweet. Absolutely not. Okay. I'm just I checking. didn't say I'm the man was a nobody. I said like well, I'm not going to give that any credence. You guys buying all this stuff though? Because I feel like with LeBron, every time he's getting ready to go somewhere, like there's always smoke to it, and it's always just kind of like you know, there's always hints. I'm not saying he's going to the Warriors or whatever, but more so like, is he's pro- you think he's out of there come this off season? <clears throat> Do I think he's out of there? I don't know. I think he should be. I think he wants to. I think he's. I think the Knicks thing is real. I don't know if he's gonna go. I think he's really, really interested in the Knicks and trying to figure out how to make that happen. I think that's a real... Well, y'all hate it, but I think the Cleveland thing's real, too. Uh, I'm not going to... I don't hate it, and I'm not going to... You do hate it. I'm I hate gonna, it. You, do, you, you, you hate it especially. Yeah, I really hate it. You crapped all over it. Yeah, you already did your return and stuff. I don't like, think that's you should. It don't, it don't bother me, though. I think the Knicks is the better play, though. I think the Knicks... I, like, I think they're both title contenders if he winds up over there. I think the Knicks might be a little bit better if he winds up over there. Wait, like, like the Knicks, like LeBron with the yeah. Knicks versus LeBron with the Cavs. I think LeBron with the Knicks. They're might a, t- be a, they're a title, like a favorite, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If he goes yeah. there. Yeah. What, what if Donovan Mitchell leaves, though? But Donovan Mitchell won't leave this offseason. Oh, he's still got a few offseasons. Yeah, yeah Donovan Mitchell could do whatever he wants to. That's true. But he's going to play with LeBron James next year. Mm. You think, um, you think Bronny's going into the draft this year? By all intents and purposes, he's not. I don't know. He's not like a prospect like that that should, but he'll be drafted if he is eligible. Um, I mean, what's what's the advantage to him staying? I mean, he he he, he has a little a, better at basketball. You okay, know, and you see, he could could he could he raise his draft status because that's not really how college basketball works anymore. Yeah, no, he could. He could like okay. right now if he. If well, he, I mean, meaning these. What, what I mean is these these teams, these schools, mm-hmm. they churn them out quick. Like mm-hmm. that's I, I talk about this with uh, Coach Cal all the time. Mm-hmm. Coach Cal sold the league and sold us on Scalabissier. He didn't even play Scalabissier, yeah. but he needed that roster spot. He said, "Hey, I'm going to get you into the draft. I got you." Right. And he did the the pre sale and the post sale mm-hmm. and did it beautifully. Like th- that's they just they. Turn these guys over so quick. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Bronny Bronny's good enough where if he stayed, he's not losing his spot to some to three freshmen. Okay. You know what I mean? So um yeah, I, I think he could boost his draft stop, but what does that really like what does that really matter? Like you're getting drafted. 
regard like a lot of people do that because mm-hmm. say you're a second round guy right now like man I might I need to go back to school cuz mm-hmm. second round I'm like this close to being overseas mm-hmm. Ronnie he ain't going to do that no so part he also of got like, NIL was, money that might be reason why I stay. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, well, the <laughs> NIL money, the NIL money might not go anywhere. True. Because true. like, isn't one of them Nike? Yeah. I don't think he's losing his Nike money. Right. He's he can literally do whatever he feels. Mm-hmm. But I wonder. Man, I'm wrong with it. About, no, I'm not. We, we just talking about it. I don't have no problem with it. But I was. I just wondered what he's gonna do. Then I say, I like, does that have an influence on what LeBron does? Yeah, that's what I think about. Because if he stays in USC, is he going? He's going to want to stay in LA, mm-hmm. or do you? I, I, I should he, rephrase that. If he stays at USC, do you think LeBron wants to stay in LA? Or if he leaves, does is that an indication? <laughs> the Knicks with the twelfth pick take Bronny. <laughs> does, does that uh, like kind of foreshadow where he might? Where LeBron might do next year? I it it sounds like there's no it it sounds like there's you're not watching the draft. It sounds like you're watching. Well, wait, is the this the is third first. year? No, I know. Is this the 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 first? Is this the three round draft? Or no, not the not the three round draft. The two night draft. Night draft. Yeah, tonight. This year's the two. This year is the two night draft. He's a night two guy, mm-hmm. but he might be like a he might be like a race in you know he's, free agency. He's a, he's a night two guy. He is the story of night one. If he's eligible. He might be. If he's eligible. And that might mean he, he might goes be. 27th. But with the the Sacramento Kings select. <laughs> Are we sure he's not the story of night two? NBA tries to push it so you get to um get people to watch the second night? Maybe. But like they're pushing it. Like watch where Bonnie goes in the second round, all that. He is. He is. But even if he. Are they inviting kids to that night? I think the second. I'm going to double check, but I think so. That's the that's the that's the story of the draft. That's that's we're doing Bronny? numbers. Yeah, they're doing yeah, numbers. Yeah. No, I'm I watch, agree. I'm watching if Ronnie's eligible. And they went Wednesday, Thursday, right? They didn't go Thursday, I think they went Friday. Thursday, Friday. I thought the, I thought it was Thursday. I thought Friday. it was Wednesday, Thursday. Um. Yeah, you're especially right, when there's no right. like, there's no guys in this draft. Yeah, that, right. Right. That people have known for years. There's some good ball players, but no no guys that you think are franchise. Bronny's the story. If he if he declares for the draft. Shout out to all the uh all the the high school boys and girls uh players, basketball players starting their playoffs tonight. Yeah. Man. Starting their playoffs. You want to talk to Joe D later this week? Yeah, yeah. We're we, we gonna try it. and track him yeah. down, man. But shout out to all them, man, getting you know, somebody trying to get a championship. The CIF sectional, the San Joaquin sectional, and the state championship back at the Golden One Center in March. So that's always a good time. I hope it never leaves. That's always good stuff. Uh, TC, Lewis, both of y'all, hang on. Uh, just just one second longer. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll talk to those guys, 916-909-1320, if you want to get in on the phone lines. And, of course, we'll talk to James Ham at the top of the hour as well as Dilo and Casey continue on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. 916-909-1320. Want to get in on these phone lines. Let's start with our man TC. TC, what's good, baby? What's up with my two brothers? Can y'all hear me clear? Yes, sir. We're not on the Bluetooth, Okay, what's up? Yeah, man. Listen, now, check it out. D-Lo Kenny. 
that's sad. That's a sad situation. Kenny, you already know what I'm talking about, man. The Kings last night, don't trip. We're going to win tonight. We're going to button it up. D'Lo, I heard you earlier. I got the same frustrations with this team. Like, man, is this a playing team? What are you guys doing, bro? Like, I, I was frustrated. But mm. the whole Kenny, Steve Wilkes, man, and Shanny, bro, like, I, hey, I I love you, Kenny. Hey, I love both you dudes, bro. But, like, you sticking up for Shanny, like, too much, bro. Like, what do you, what do you, you know? What do you what do you want? You want I him do. to keep Steve Wilkes? Honestly, he, they use him as a scapegoat. We we knew it was when it's really on you, Shannon. You get what I'm saying? It, it, it ain't really on Wilkes. But hey, when you call in a shot, I mean, and Gord gave you all the power. I mean, you think tell that dude no? You think Steve Wilkes did a good job this year? Steve Wilkes was like he was all right. Like in the beginning, <laughs> I was frustrated because I I was calling in like you know what man? What is this dude in the booth? But then when he came down out the booth. He was like, cool. But I just, I mean, can you respect how Shaney did that, bro? Like, you getting up here talking, nah, nah, and then all of a sudden, later on, you want to hide and duck and get on the interview talking about we have to let him go. You should have said that from the jump. I would have respected that more, bro. So what, if, so, so what if he hadn't talked to Steve Wilkes at them and they asked him, is he, is he going to be fired? It would have been okay for him nah, to be but, like, so it would have been okay for Steve Wilkes to find during the press conference that he wasn't coming back? I can see that part. Because that's what, it, sa- that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like they didn't have an exit interview conversation, and they asked him that question, and he was like, I'm not here to – I expect – he just bypassed it. Then he had the meeting with Steve Wilkes, told him he was going to move on, and that's how it came out. That's, you could call it defending it, but I'm just asking you, if they hadn't had a conversation about it yet, he should have – Steve Wilkes should have found out in that press conference that he was fired? Somewhat, it could. Hey, look, Kenny, it could have went that. Hey, big dog, Zelo, it could have. Hey, it, it could have went down that way. I'm just feeling. Hey, I'm just. Hey, you know how I feel about dude, bro. You get what I'm saying? And a lot of everybody, a lot of people are starting to really figure this dude Shane out, man. I, I get it. You like dude, but dude, hey, Zelo. No, I'm here, baby. <laughs> I got you, TC. Well, hey, TC, you never explain why you don't like Kyle Shanahan because, like, it has to be more than Trey Lance because. You, you you think everything he does is wrong. Why don't you like Kyle Shanahan? To be honest with you, bro, I don't like how he handled the quarterback situation, that land situation, and also being here seven years. Your way, the highway, nobody like. That's why, look, you turning Brock into a robot. Let people be them, bro. Like, you got to get out your you got to get out your own way. <laughs> everything got to be that dude's way. Listen, hold on. Everything got to be dude's way. If it ain't his way, he in a doghouse. He's trying to trade you away. He's trying to do this and that. When, listen, when you be at the forefront of it, Kyle, what's your mistake? Who's in the doghouse and who's getting traded? B.A. B- wasn't in the doghouse? Who else that was in the doghouse? Two years ago. Like, <laughs> and B.A. himself said, like, yeah, it helped me out. <laughs> he, has, he said hey, that himself. He, he had to say what D-Lo, he had to say what he had to say, big dog. Jackie, thank you for letting me rock, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're the bad, TC. You're the bad, big dog. <laughs> oh, that is tremendous. I don't even know what to do with that. So let's just talk to Lewis. Lewis, what's up, baby? Wow, y'all really are on your clown mode today, huh? <laughs> we ain't even doing nothing. What do we do? You guys, no, but listen, though, please, respectfully. Y'all don't know what to do with folks who, who don't understand the Steve Wilkes firing. I'm going to tell you right now, this is where I've been for the last three days. I've been um, traveling to Fairfield okay. uh, and so forth for, for training with my job. And I've been listening, um, you know, not uh, obviously not in y'all's hour, 
but on my way on up there and so forth, I've been listening to the 680 crew or whoever, uh-huh. right? The, the Bay Area crew. Mm-hmm. And I could see it, man. I saw it on Monday. You know what they said? They said, Bosa, Mr. I'm going to crash down the line and get beat on the play that actually loses it for us. Mm-hmm. That after the game, Bosa came out and threw Wilkes up under the bus. He, the, this is what they said in the Bay Area. They said, Bosa said he knew that, um, that on that last play where uh, Mahomes went up the middle and got that 18-yard piece and so forth that, that extended the, the game and so forth, right, that Bosa said he knew it was coming. And he wanted to crash down, but he didn't. And guess what, Bosa? You know what? You crashed down all game long, and they, they burnt you up like toast. Here's what I'm going to say about Mr. Wilkes. Seems like he can't quite catch a break. He was there in Charlotte, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. How'd that go? Got it. Now here he is. How did, wait, wait, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. How'd it go? In Charlotte? Yeah. How, how's it going for the, for the most recent coach? I didn't ask you that. How'd it go in Charlotte? It didn't, didn't go well. No, okay. All right. So don't act well like, don't act, don't, let's, but, but no, Lewis, let's not act like, let's not act, Lewis. Lewis, let's not act like he went 15-0 and 0 in Charlotte and they let him go. I like Steve Wilkes. I think he's a good coach. I, I, don't, I probably wouldn't have let him go. But let's not act like, oh, man, he was 15-0. He, he didn't do good in Arizona either. Some of that was out of his control too. That's all I'm saying is just be factual with him, I'm man. Saying. He had the number three defense in the league. There are, uh, there's, there's six or eight defensive coordinators who didn't win at all. Oh, y'all cut me off. No, we're no, right you're here, bro. You cooking? We listening? That's what I'm saying, right? Is he? 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 There, there's eight coordinators who didn't win at all, mm-hmm. right? This thing went down to he called the zone, but he, but people would have wanted him to to have bump and, and press. Man, come on, that that's enough to lose your job now. So okay, okay. I just I just want to be clear, obviously, because. We've had Salah, a man of color. Uh, you know, we had D'Amico, a man of color. Wilk, a man of color, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about that. I'm just saying somebody's the fall guy here, and it's Steve Wilkes. He's, he's, he's catching the fall on this. Mahomes is an amazing – he's the greatest quarterback we've seen this decade, right, mm-hmm. or whatever. He, he found a way to come back. He found a way to beat him. Man, okay. come on. Y'all be okay. tripping. Y'all I'm, trip on it. Like, oh my gosh. Y'all trip on everything. I don't. This is not that big of a deal. <laughs> like, it, it's not. And it, there's always some conspiratorial situation, and somebody is just like, guy, guy lost the defensive coordinator job for the 49ers. Where apparently, like, if, if you're really paying attention like that, Lewis, they hadn't been seeing eye to eye all year, to be so honest that's, with you. That's the part that I, because I didn't understand what Lewis was insinuating then I'm like does he think he was fired because he was black and then he was like no it's not that I was like because there's one organization in the entire league where you can say that's not the case they're actually the rest of the this league, one the rest of the league's actually mad saying they shouldn't be able to hire me right and <laughs> many or be rewarded for it I'm uh I'm just of the belief these two didn't vibe together they didn't for whatever reason start. but you have you have to yeah when you're the head coach you have to vibe with your defensive coordinators mm-hmm. He for whatever reason, the these two these two didn't. We saw are those the two longest calls in the history of this show? 
We let TC Probably and Lewis right like Jesse yeah. kept asking. I was like, no, 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 let it go, let it go, let it go. Uh, and, then and Lewis got mad because he anticipated the cutoff. <laughs> I love that. And look, I don't, I don't have any problem with, with me personally. I, I wouldn't have fired Steve Wilkes, but I'm on the super outside looking in. I don't know what the meetings is like. I don't know if he was executing what Kyle Shanahan wanted to do or, mm-hmm. or how the players. I, I don't know any of that. I know that they didn't – I didn't like the way things were going at the beginning of the season. After the bye week, they got a lot better. And the last four weeks or so um, of the season, including the playoffs, they weren't that good against the run. Mm-hmm. And they played really, really well in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So make of that what you will. Is that enough to save somebody's job or is it enough to lose some job? I don't know. But the the – the real situation is they weren't on the same page all year. Like, there wasn't a comfort level with Kyle and the defensive coordinator all year long. And once again, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm going to do what I feel needs to be done to win because it doesn't matter if it was my fault or not. You're going to blame me. So I'm not sitting here trying to save somebody's feelings. Not doing it. I'm, I'm going to do what I feel needs to be done. And if we need to move on from the defensive coordinator, then so be it. Okay. Well, they did. They did. This is great timing. Uh-oh. From The Athletic. The Lakers are opening open to adding Bronny next season. <laughs> hey, listen to the show. There's a number of people credited to this, Sam Amick being one, Anthony Slater being other, uh, the another, and is it Javon Boy? I hope I didn't pronounce his name too, too wrong. Uh, I think he's a Lakers guy. Mm. I'll just say this. Sam is very well connected to Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Very well connected oh, to yeah, Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. don't miss with Laker reports. He don't miss, period. Yeah. He really don't miss with Laker reports. Yeah. But the, hey, good, the, good luck. I'm the, fine with that. The question is, and this is it's almost a disservice for, for Bronny. I kind of feel bad for him. Like, the Lakers, let's just say they make the plan. They're going to draft, they're gonna be drafting like 17th, 18th. Who's to say the Bulls <clears throat> don't draft Bronny because mm-hmm. they think it gives them an opportunity or whatever? Mm-hmm. Are the Lakers, does this mean the Lakers are going to trade up so they get in a position to draft Bronny? I don't know. Hey, this is gonna be this is gonna be kind of wild. This is gonna be kind of gives wild. us something to talk about in June. I'm all for it. Oh, <laughs> well, Kings Championship is the other thing to talk about. Well, that would take a drastic turnaround <laughs> uh, as we welcome in our good friend uh, James Hammer, the Insiders. Hammer, I'm down, not out, but I'm down. Where are you with? Did 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 last night's law? I, I know you're not a fan. Whatever. Did last night's loss change your feelings about the Sacramento Kings team at all? Actually, I I don't want to say it's a good loss, but I think that there were good things in that loss that gives me some sort of hope for what the final 28, 29 games will look like. So, like, De'Aaron Fox, whatever's going on with him, whatever has been going on with him for the last six weeks, I'm not sure. You know, we had the media uh, like sort of issue with him 
for a little while, but that wasn't even like a media driven thing. That was like, a, I don't know if it's a misunderstanding as much as it was just a miscommunication. And he like, so we had that situation, but whatever's caused him to like slip into this funk and not be the same player for six weeks. I'm not sure what it was, but to see him wake up out of that and to be try to f will himself back into the game and try to, you know, it's almost like you have those, those moments where you, you leave a player who's struggling in, in the fourth quarter of a blowout and you're, you're waiting for them to catch it. And all of a sudden they find their rhythm and it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Maybe that will carry over. That's kind of the way I felt with Fox. Like I don't, at a certain point it was like win or lose. I don't think that really matters. The only thing that matters at this moment in time for the Kings is that Deer and Fox finds himself and he seems to be finding himself in this game. And if this is how he has to do it, then okay, that's fine. Go ahead and do whatever you got to do. You don't need, he's going to get a week off here, but I'd rather have him find himself before the week off and not try to find himself coming out of the break. So yeah, I'm not as down on what happened last night as I think some fans are, um, you know, Demonis Sabonis was incredible. Malik Monk was incredible. Uh, you know, that, you now know that Trey Lyles is so valuable that you mm. you can't have him out for long stretches. Like those are those are issues that showed up last night. But I also look at the the Fox saying and go, okay, look if if that's who he can be, part of that part of who he can be in the second half, then the Kings got a shot. I'm with okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, y'all are alone then because I'm yeah, not. Yeah, I, sit I, over I, here by myself. I think. I think that's what I had asked for going into that game is I needed to see De'Aaron Fox step up, be a leader, lead this team, and be aggressive. And he did that. Now, he doesn't have to have 40 points all the time, but it's his attacking mentality that we hadn't seen in a, at least a couple of weeks, maybe even more. And I think if he can bring that the second half – they're going to win a good amount more games than they lose, I think. I think he's. I think De'Aaron Fox is the key to everything. Mm -hmm. I think if De'Aaron Fox is averaging 28 to 30 points a game for the rest of, like, for the rest of the remaining 29 games, they'll be a top 16. I, th I think it's kind of that simple. When you talk about Herter and Murray, they can play the same way, inconsistent and all. Mm -hmm. If De'Aaron is giving you – that type of aggression and leadership, they'll get to the playoffs. But you got that last night, and they didn't even get a win. They're not going to win every game. Okay. Yeah, but I would also game, say, but... Dame, I get your point, but I would also say it's almost like that that thing where you're waiting for a team to learn how to win. That's what it just felt like. Whatever he was doing, it wasn't perfect. It, it wasn't. You know, he turned the ball over five or six times. Um, he took 31 shots, which is absolutely crazy for a regulation game. All of these things, like there were things in that loss that he did, he did not do well. And like, you can point to and say, Hey, look, you got to clean this up. You got to clean that up. But the overall like tenor of what we were seeing was the old Fox trying to find himself. And in that game where it's been a while since he's looked like that. I'm okay with them shooting too much. I'm okay with the mistakes. Just find yourself because you can fine tune that finding yourself over the next couple of games. And 
you can, you know, he'll look better with a, with a week off to rest his body, especially after, uh, you know, the, a very naughty player in, in Grayson <laughs> Allen. I don't know what Reggie Miller was talking about. Like a guy <laughs> without a reputation as a dirty player, uh, clubbed <laughs> him in the head and took him into the, into the, uh, the back stanchion. But, um, yeah, I, I think this is what he needs. He needs to have a couple of games. And, like, look, it can't be just last night and tonight you score 13 and your team gets clubbed and you walk away thinking, okay, well, at least I got one under my belt. No, 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 no. Like, show us who you are because that's what, what this team at this point they need. They need somebody to show them how they're going to get to the playoffs because as of right now, I think they're a little rudderless. Hmm. Rudderless. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm outnumbered, so whatever. <laughs> so I mean, I well, I don't know if James, if you if you heard the whole uh, the show or what we were talking about earlier, but Damian thinks, and tell me if I'm wrong, but he thinks he does not see this team the way they are making the top six. I don't think they. Do I don't think, think they're capable sell? of executing in a way that gets them to the top six. And I say I'm not closing the door on that yet. I think they have the talent. Um, they have the the top flight players uh, on the top of that roster. Uh, and I agree. And I agree with that. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with that. I just don't agree with the your belief that they can get it done. Mm. No, I mean that's fair, Davian. Because I mean, what would make you think that they can get it done? You can't just say, "Well, last season." Yeah, I have a fifty have... some odd game sample size that makes me feel like. See it, I don't you know? It's, it's a magic trick. But, now you see it, now you don't. So my, but my, my, my point, my, the way I would look at that is, it'd be one thing if they were battling up, if they were in this spot for the entire season. It's like they're not going to be able to get over the hump. Like if they were in eighth, seventh, eighth for the entire season, like they don't have enough to get back up there. They were just there like three games ago, and three games from now they might be right back up there. And that would that honestly is more so what this season has been, as opposed to them completely falling off to the point where they're they're out of contention for six. Mm-hmm. The 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 story of this season is three games after the All Star break they'll probably be sixth, and then four games after that they'll probably be seventh, and then they'll go back up to six. Like that's probably what's going to happen. Where that pendulum or they could be ends, tenth. That's the, that's that has, the problem. But that hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're going off of what they've shown us this year, that hasn't happened this year. What they've shown us this year is they'll be they'll win seven out of three and then they'll lose four out of five, mm-hmm. and that's not going to get you down to tenth. That's going to keep you around where you've been at. If we're using the metric of what they've shown us this season, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, like, look, at, they're kind of they got to a certain point they plateaued. They needed to push to give them over the the top. And that push was, you know, trading for a guy that you waived in cash considerations. You didn't mix it up. You didn't give them the jolt of energy that they probably needed. And now you got to create it yourself. And I think that's what I believe the De'Aaron Fox game was. Like him creating the energy again to try to get back to who he should be. Mm. And, you know, I, I don't know if he can sustain it. But we have seen him sustain it for a second half of the season going into the playoffs. I just don't like that 
we have this question mark about what's going on for six weeks. Mm. And that's what it is. I mean, he's like before last night, he was averaging like 21 and a half a game since calendar turned to 2024. Mm. And that just, he's too good to average that. And it's not like he was taking a step back. So others could take, no, he just wasn't playing well, like straight up. He, his three point percentage was around 33%. His shot, uh, his overall field goal percent was at 43 point something down five or 6% or 8% off of what he shot last year. He just wasn't playing well. So whatever is going on, he needs to move past that and, and get, um, you know, this is a group that you're, you're going to fight with the rest of the season. That's it. So make the best of it and let's see what happens. And, um, maybe this summer they'll go get the big help that the, that some of these guys need, but I think it, it really does. We always say it begins and ends with De'Aaron Fox. I don't think we could, he could have showed us more of that. Like realistically, he just proved it. It begins and ends with him. And that's how this entire season has been when he's great. They're tough to beat when he's not They're They're extremely beatable. And when he doesn't like when he's turned off, like the switch isn't hit at all, they lose to bad teams. And that's what we've seen all season. And James, if, if, if the success of the Sacramento Kings begins or success or failures begins with and ends with De'Aaron Fox, I'm of the belief that this trade market begins and ends with Kevin Herter. I have a theory that Mike Brown hates Kevin Herter, not Kevin Herter, the person Kevin Herter, the basketball player. And I feel like what we saw last night just was a kind of a microcosm of what really has been happening uh, this season between these two. Maybe not as outward as that little exchange that they had last night, but just Mike is frustrated with something Kevin Herter does on the basketball floor, and he's sick of it. And that's what we saw last night. And, you know, Kenny made a great – he can't be sick of it. There's no better option. He's These two have to figure out – for for Sacramento to get to top six or to get anywhere, those two, those two, those, yes, it starts and ends with here, no doubt. Those two, they've got to figure out their issues. It's Valentine's Day. Make love work here. You you've got to figure out your issues so you guys can move on through these next twenty nine games. Hopefully, twenty nine games plus together. Yeah, we had someone in the chat earlier um, during the insiders that said something to the effect that. You know, Mike Brown makes his makes uh, some of these guys afraid to shoot, right? And that just couldn't be further from the truth. Like Mike Brown is is told all of these guys shoot, shoot, shoot. He I have never seen him yell at a player for taking a shot ever that I can remember. The only thing I can remember is him yelling at uh, at Keegan Murray for not taking a shot. Like the offensive side of the ball, they do a lot of empowering with every single player that steps on the court, whether it's, you know, De'Aaron Fox and Kevin Herter and Malik Monk, or it's, uh, you know, Keon Ellis and, and Kessler Edwards, the, the general consensus is, look, if you're going to step on the court, you've got to do the job that the guy that you stepped off that you're, you're playing for does, which means you got to space the floor. You got to take the shot when it's in your hands. You got to do all of these things that are very basic. We're not asking you to go out there, and be Michael Jordan or go out there and be Kyrie Irving and try to take everybody off the dribble. We're asking you to take the open shot and for the most part, please hit it if you can, but just take it because that's all right. But on the defensive side of the ball, Mike can't deal with the, the frustrating errors 
And I think it's really interesting. Like one of the hallmarks of last season was Mike Brown calling a timeout 40 seconds into a game. And we're like, what in the world are you doing this year? That's shifted. He doesn't do that at all. Like, I don't even know what happened to that because I thought it worked like more often than not. It was like, Hey, no, no, no. That's not who we are tonight. That's not what we're doing tonight. Now it's the, like what he's known for is the really, really bad uh, coaching challenges. Right. (laughs) But when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, they have such basic principles. And if you don't follow the basic principles and you you slip into these these really easy mistakes, he's gonna call you out on it. And and I get I get it that it was Kevin this time, but the last time they played the Suns, the entire focus after the fact was on the fact that they didn't defend the three point line late in the game, that when the Suns went small ball that uh that the kings kept dropping back too far and and acting like they were defending a regular team but realistically they're defending five guards and so they just kept going in scramble mode and giving up these open threes that's what happened in this game again and so i'm assuming that what mike was angry with which i'd have to go back and watch the whole tape is that kevin herter kept doing exactly what they did last game that cost him the game and that's really frustrating as a coach. If you're going to go into a contest against a very specific team that you know exactly how they beat you last time, and we've got a, a game plan to stop that, and then you start giving up those same exact things, it's got to kill you as a coach. And so that's what I think happened with Kevin. Again, I've got to go back and watch the tape. The timeline exactly matches. All of that was the third. The f- yeah, that was the third, fourth quarter stretch where they yeah. hit those threes that eliminated the Kings. Uh lead and then they they took a lead of their own so that so so it yeah. was and he called the the, the, the it, it was it was clearly something on the defensive end that he was pissed off about so yeah. just looking at the play there's a screen at the top of the key uh, first of all the the first three Kevin's guarding the ball and I don't know whose decision it was to go double that was an asinine decision if you ask me I don't know if it was Mike I don't know if it was one of the players but Kevin's guarding the ball He's guarding Kevin Durant. Harrison leaves Royce O'Neal for no real reason to go double Kevin Durant, who's looking right at him. And Kevin passes to Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal passes to Eric Gordon. There's a three. That's your first one. The second one, Kevin uh, Herter's guarding KD again. There's a screen and roll. Kevin doesn't fight through the pick or whatever. And Harrison is playing this – or excuse me – um, Herder's guarding Royce O'Neal. There's Kevin Durant is being guarded by Harrison Barnes. KD sets the screen. Herder goes under and just kind of fades and looks for a switch. Harrison does whatever he does, leaves Royce O'Neal wide open. That's the three. Mike Brown's clearly upset with Kevin. Kevin didn't do his job, Kevin Herder. And it feels like if I'm Kevin Herder, if I'm Kevin Herder, what I think the argument would have been was, all right, number one, we got our signals crossed, but it's not okay to just let this guy shoot a walk-up three. Look at the play. I have no idea what Harrison Barnes is doing and how that's okay. That I, I don't know what defense that is. Even if Kevin is supposed to um, is supposed to like fight through that and stay with Royce O'Neal, Harrison Barnes going from the three-point line to the free-throw line as a defender, that that's not 
That that's nobody's strategy. Like what the hell was that? And Kevin is probably like, well, what the hell was that? What was he doing? And to your point earlier, Kevin's always the one getting yelled yeah. at in those situations. That's right. I can't imagine what Harrison was doing on that play. I just watched it twice. I can't imagine that's the plan Harrison was doing. That is not Mike Brown teaches or anybody else. And But Kevin Herter is the one that gets yelled at. And Kevin probably had enough and was like, go talk to him. What is he doing? And I think disconnect there, they need to get on the same page one way or another. And we'll see. We'll see if that ever happens. That's part of what you talk about. Some of the things they need to do to be a top six team, like talking to each other, like having these hard conversations and meeting in the middle and coming together, I don't know if they will. Mm. I don't know. When I say I don't agree with you, it's not that you might not be right. Mm. Like what you say might actually be the case. They may not. I just think they can overcome that. But there's no guarantee. See. Yeah. Well, that and I'll tell you, the, I mean, like what it looked like to me real specifically last night was the idea was to send a body at both Kevin Durant when he was at the top and Devin Booker when he was at the top and get the ball out of their hands. And if you're going to lose with a Royce O'Neal three who's shooting like who what who hadn't been shooting well at all coming in like over a stretch, um, if it's going to be Josh Okogie to you, if it's going to be even at this point Grayson Allen, the, then that's who it's going to be. You're not going to be by Kevin Durant and by uh, again Devin Booker hitting a hitting a top of the key uh, open jumper or breaking you down and creating something at the basket for someone else. So I do think that that was part of it. The problem that you have, Kenny, is that I mean, just look at the numbers. Like every single one of those guys, three that mattered. So Grayson Allen goes two for five, and Royce O'Neal goes five, and Josh Okogie goes one for one. And then the other one was Nasir Little. So you have these four guys who are not known as great. They're not what Mike likes to call hot shooters. Grayson Allen, yes, but the other guys are what you call hot shooters. And when Grayson is on the floor with like three other stars, then of course he's not going to be someone that a lot of attention to. Mm-hmm. The the difference is is that the Kings got nothing out of the guys that they have situations. So they didn't even shots. Your Keon Elsler Edwards, your uh, Davion Mitchell, Davion Mitchell goes worry, but Keon Ellis, Alex Lynn, Kessler Edwards, they didn't even take a shot in the game. And you, you all get, you know, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes are hot shooters. Those are, those are like the, the, like guys that you key on that you don't allow open threes. If you're the option, they could go one of six and it's not even the, the six that's the problem. It's the six. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like those guys need more threes and, while you got these other guys for the other marginal three-point shooters impacting the win and loss, the Kings' other guys didn't at all. And that's that's where, number one, I, I think Fox maybe could have pulled back a little bit. But again, I'm okay with him trying to go get his in one game. But it's also where everyone else has to be more conscious of what the office, uh, what the offense is and how open some of these guys are and how... You know, it just can't be one guy every time. And so, uh, again, I, I think that the the Suns, they did a really nice job of making scramble. And then the guys that you wanted shooting shots, they hit them. Mm. That's it. And y- you lose by a couple of points. And it's because you just take away, start taking away one or two of those those wide open threes that you gave the, uh, the non, you know, hot shooters for them. 
you win the game. But they didn't miss. Yeah. You said there were some um, positives from uh, last night's game. James is you know, positives in the loss. Are you? Where's your confidence level in this team moving forward? Um, I don't know. I mean, they've got to get through this stretch of games. It's not easy. Uh, you know, again, like tonight on the second night of a back-to-back, you can't mail this in. You need to go in there and and fight like crazy and and try to come away with a win. Um, but then coming out of the break, you know, you have the Spurs, and then you've you've got more of the same. It's like the Clippers, Timberwolves, and and Denver again. After that, you get to early March. There's a, a group of like ten winnable games, and that's where the Kings, if they're going to make it, that's where they've got to put their foot down and say, "This is who we are, and this is where we're going." And I, if they don't, if they don't go something like eight and two in that stretch, they're not, they're not going to be. They might be a, they're going to be a playing team, but they're not going to be a, a playoff team, I don't think. And we're already gotten, we've already gotten to the point where even if they win all, they they do the exact same thing they did last year. They go sixteen and nine to finish the season, right? That still puts them at like forty six wins. That to me is like a in this season, a seven or an eight seed in the West which means you're a playing team. And I, I don't think we're going to see a collapse from all of these teams. I mean, I still, you know, there, there still could come a point where either the Lakers lose one of their two stars or the Warriors lose Steph Curry for a stretch of games like they do every year, or the Pelicans get hurt like they do every year or KD. Um, so there's always an opportunity that one of these other teams has a major injury issue that allows you to sneak through. But like, I'm not putting my, my, money up on them being like a fourth seed or a fifth seed or tracking. I know, I don't think they're going to track down the top tier group. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they can climb to the top of this group either at this point. Yeah. I, I don't know. There, there are definitely question marks with this team. And, you know, it feels like I've said it at least a couple of different times, but it feels like a fork in the road. It feels like a, a crossroads moment for this team. Where are they going to go there? Now we're at the all-star break. And how you come out of the all-star break, you know, the first couple of weeks may dictate where you end up eventually, you know, fighting in the play-in or, you know, it's not comfortable, but in a in a playoff series, comfortably in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what these guys got, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see what they got. Well, the good thing uh, about, you know, the, the Kings, you said some unanswered questions. It's not like New Orleans questions are answered. Right. Or Phoenix's questions are answered. Like Phoenix yeah. got dealt, you know, another question mark last night. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know how long Bradley Beal will be out, if he'll be out any length of time uh, at all. But he was, was playing really well mm-hmm. and was part of why Phoenix was playing really well. But that's 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 part of the that's part of what Phoenix is this year. Like, I don't all is not well with Phoenix. Uh, and I'm leaving one team out. Oh, Dallas. Dallas. I think there's still some question marks about Dallas in, in Sacramento. You know, trying to take the positive approach here for the first time in three hours and twenty three <laughs> minutes. Sacramento has a lot of control over what happens with Dallas. And, and real quick to your point, what we talked about earlier, uh, New Orleans. I'll, I'll hesitate a little bit with them, but Dallas and Phoenix, they don't play defense just like the Kings. Mm-hmm. So if we're worried about like, man, it's going to be hard to they'll they'll give opportunities. They'll have those games where they can't stop anybody. And if you play them again, I think they play Dallas twice. You got an opportunity at your house to put up points and beat them and win that season series. 
Yeah. I mean, Dallas is a team that, like, again, the Kings haven't had a lot of problems with. And actually, before last night, you could have said sort of the same thing about Phoenix. The Kings, you know, very well could have been 3-0 and against Phoenix coming into that game. Um, Kings and have then, played really like, well against Phoenix every time they've played. Obviously, they won two of them. They played really well for 41 minutes last time, and they didn't play bad last night. You can say the same about uh, Denver. They played. Re- I mean, they, they're two and zero against Denver. They played Dem- Denver really, really well. Um, Denver hasn't had their fur- full arsenal at at any time against mm-hmm. them. It's not our problem. But uh, but you look tonight. at yeah, you look around. There's you know the Clippers and and the Pelicans who just crush the Kings every time they play them. But you know you're you split against Minnesota already. Um, well, you're what one and one and one against Minnesota. Like uh, you're two and one against OKC. Like most of the other teams around you, you've played really well. You're two and oh against the Lakers. You split with the the Warriors. There is a lot of positives here, especially when it comes to tiebreakers and stuff uh, later on in the season. But kind of go back to what Mike Brown always says and what mo- most coaches say. It doesn't really matter what the other teams are doing. It The only thing that really matters is if the Kings can get right themselves. Because that's the biggest problem right now. It's not who they're playing or anything else. It's that they just aren't a hundred percent who they should be. And you know, again, you lose a game. To me, last night was a totally respectful, respectable loss. That's a that's a good team. It's a good team in your tier. That's right around with superstars that got hot and hit shots, and you lost by a couple of points. You know, it's the Charlotte loss. It's the Detroit loss. Those are home losses. You know. It's the the Blazers loss. It's the two losses to Houston. Mm-hmm. There's all of these other games where you just point to and say, okay, like you don't have a margin of error because of that. Like if you take out like four of those other losses that they shouldn't have had, you know, this team is all of a sudden sitting there, you know, playing tonight against Denver, battling out who's going to be like the the third or fourth spot in the West. I just don't know that we've seen the inconsistencies of this team all year long, and I don't know how they fix it, and I don't know if they can fix it in a week off. Well, we'll uh, talk more about Kings basketball. We'll talk more about the Sacramento Kings and the Denver Nuggets coming up tonight with uh, James Hamm of the Insiders. When Dilo and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna do it. James is here. I, I, man. More Texas hey. highlights? No, bro. Wow. Thoughts to the people in Kansas City, though. Wow. This country's so broken, man. It ain't never gonna get. <sighs> this country's never gonna get fixed, and it's gonna get way worse over the course of the like next eight months. This is laughable. Yeah. This is just awful. This, this, the stuff that's coming out of Kansas City is just absolutely awful. Uh, James Ham with us. We continued the conversation during the commercial break of Sacramento Kings and. You know how, how they can turn things around, why they can't turn turn things around, what things are 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 are, are wrong, what things can be fixed. Um, James, do you think? Let's go with a scenario. Let's go with a negative scenario. I don't think they're falling out of the top ten. Like I think that's a that's a that's a drag fall off that I'm not even like prepared. For <laughs> we're not prepared for that, that. yeah. <laughs> but um, if they lose in the play-in and don't play a series, do you think that changes or heightens anything? You've already been vocal about the offseason. Monty McNair needs to have. Do you think 
not playing in a playoff series uh, height in any sort of way for this front office and this team? Oh, it makes its own new. Mm. I mean, it does. I mean, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, like, I don't know if one's going to have a job at that uh, time. Like, I'll just point out this crappy thing that would happen. That means that you don't give up your 2004 first round yeah. pick if you don't make the playoffs. And that means you're going to have the 14th or the 13th pick and draft that really wants one of these picks. And it also means that your 5, 26, and 27 first round picks are now not just one. There, you you go from having four if they do make the playoffs, and that the twenty four pick conveys on July first. They have four first rounds that they can offer in a trade. They've got three pick swap of that, or they've got seven pick swaps, like whatever. However, you want that grouping of first round picks, two thousand twenty five to two thousand thirty one, all wide open. Mm. If you don't make the playoffs, keep your two thousand twenty four. And now you you might have to give up your 2025 or your 2026, which means you can't also trade your 2027. And we go right back to where they are today with their draft pick, um, with just a little bit more leeway because you can go out to 2030. So the best you could do is offer a protected with an asterisk 2027 first round pick, uh, a 2029 and 2031. So again, like it could really hurt who they are and what they want to do moving forward if they don't make the playoffs, not just because um, there's going to be a lot of noise from behind the scenes about how this happened and what is the postmortem on the playoffs this year and why didn't they make more of a move during the offseason? Why didn't they make more of a move during free agency? Uh, I mean, during uh, during trade deadline, like those are all going to be like really, really legitimate questions that someone's going to have to answer. And uh, as of right now, again, like we talked about it, maintain and improve. Like we got to maintain, where is the improve? And there has been a conscious decision to move forward this way. And that means that whoever made that decision, you're, you're going to have to answer for it. Um, Yeah. So I think there is a big deal um, with what happens right now. And it's not just, you know, oh, the fans are going to be really upset. Man, does anyone out there know how much the Kings jacked up their ticket prices because they made the playoffs one time? Like all these fans have waited for years and years and years, you know, showing up for a bad team. This team wins one time. They make the playoffs one time and lose in the first round, and they just nitroed their their first their uh, their season ticket packages. So, what are you going to give it back? You're not going to. So again, you got to put a product on the floor. And sometimes that means you got to make hard decisions. You got to you can bite the bullet and make a trade when it maybe isn't all that comfortable and they didn't do it. And so now you're in a situation where look, if this team fails in the second half, that there's going to be someone who pays for that failure. Hmm. I don't That's, know who that what is. What James is saying is it's going to be you. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to fire the GM or, or whatever, but there's going to be an angry owner if they don't make the playoffs this season. And I, like, where are you going to point the fingers? Like, as, I don't know. As he, as he should be angry in, in this situation. Everybody should be angry if they don't make the playoffs. But um, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I mean, it's, I would definitely listen to you if you say some, you know, uh, some, some heads are going to roll if they don't make the playoffs. But I also think that would be the wrong move. You know what I mean? Like it's you, you, 
you don't get anywhere by just drastically changing things all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, I think I think that everybody should be out there with it. you the people that you have in place to make decisions, to coach this team and to play on the court. I would the way I would have gone about it when I've got any of these guys is they're self-motivated to be great. They don't need to be motivated with their job on the line to to be better. If that's the the motivation you need for these people that you have in these positions, you're probably not going to win because you can't have everybody's job on the line every time. So I hear what you're saying. I hope that's not the case. I really hope we don't find out <laughs> you know what I'm saying what that would look like. But uh, this whole thing is supposed to it, – it was supposed to be about building something. And sometimes when you build something, you don't make a straight line up to where you're trying to go. There are setbacks. And if there are setbacks, how they deal with them, uh, I hope they deal with them the right way. Yeah, and okay, so I'm going to stick with the building mentality there, right? So the thing about building is, sure – you know, you can have, you can get part of a house done and it starts raining and you got to wait, right? And you got to hope that there isn't too much damage done and all that stuff. But if we get to an off season where they didn't make the playoffs, doesn't that feel like, like you started building a house, but like you didn't do enough on the foundation and like the whole back corner of the foundation broke and fell off. And now you, you can't just like, go in and repair that well you got to tear back and you like you got to make a pretty substantial like adjustment to what your plans are and how you're going to build the house moving forward mm -hmm. so that's where i'm at like like this isn't about you know again I, I would even say that at this point they haven't maintained i don't care what the record is this team is not as good as they were last year it's straight up they're not they're not as resilient they don't have the same mentality uh, they don't bring the same energy. Why do you think that is? Each and every night. Why do you think that I is? You got me. Mm. Like I, you know, like I, I once, uh, I once had somebody while I was sitting in front of them. They asked Paul Westfall about like trying to control momentum, and I, I remember Paul said, "Man, if I knew how to control momentum, I wouldn't use it to be a basketball coach." there's a lot of things in this world that you could use momentum for and make a whole lot of money doing that you know, it wouldn't be doing being a basketball coach. Like if that's where, like if there, anyone knows how to control momentum, positive momentum, negative momentum, like I, you should be doing like great things. Hmm. And that's where I kind of like with this team, I, I can't tell you what it is, but they've lost a little bit of who they were. And it's, it's right now, it's that battle to, can you find who you were? And, and that even like who they were, we were hoping they were going to maintain and improve off of that. Mm -hmm. Right. That's so we're still trying to get back to like realistically who they were. And after that, um, you gotta, you know, again, we even heard it with Mike Brown and, and, you know, Mike, Mike has been the defensive guy all year long, trying to push, push, push on the, on the defensive end. And then after the, the trade deadline, we hear Monty McNair talk about how the offense isn't good enough. And it was like, okay, well, like we got to be on the same page moving forward here. Because if your coach is asking for defensive players to improve a defense that he doesn't think can hold up in the playoffs, and you think that you've got enough offensive weapons to outscore everybody, and so you're not going to make a move, then 
those two aren't on the same page moving forward and you got to figure something else out. That's, that's not like a cohesive unit moving forward. Mm. And so I, I don't know that that's totally the case that, that they're just like, it's a battle of wills, but I certainly would say like when your GM is saying one thing and your coach is talking about defense there, you know, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you do it then. Maybe these two, maybe those two aren't exactly on the same page. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, and I'm not saying that. Like, no, I, just I mean, know. something for some reason their offense is off. And maybe that's something that Monty and, and Mike can't pinpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously they're a lot closer to the team than we are, but, you know, we're, you see the same guys out there for the most part. Domas is having a phenomenal season. Lost in all of this. Man had a 30-some-odd point triple-double last night. 50th triple-double of his career. What are, what are we up to, James? 16th or 17th of the season? 18th? 18th. 18th, 18th. of the season. Goodness. Three Four. in a row. Five in the last six. Ten in the last 15. 30-some-odd consecutive double-double. Like, dude is having a phenomenal season. And it's getting lost by deficiencies on the offensive end in other places. Uh, the ups and downs a little bit of, of De'Aaron Fox, the strange stretch that, that Keegan Murray is having, uh, the disappearing act of Harrison Barnes through 40 games, the reemergence, uh, a, a, you know, f- for, for a 10 game stretch. And now the, now he's like right in between. He's, he's right between, <laughs> Oh my God, Harrison Barnes. And Oh my God, Harrison Barnes. He's like right in the middle. And then Herter, who's just up and down. And and Malik is phenomenal right now. This team wins some games. That dude could be sixth man of the year. But I mean, that's what it looked like last night. He just went out and auditioned for sixth man of the year. He was so good. He wasn't auditioning for sixth man of the year. He was auditioning for how much money is this league willing to pay me? Yeah. How How much money is this league willing to pay me? I know what Sacramento can pay me. What's the rest of this league going to be willing to pay me? Well, and I don't know the answer to that, to be honest. Like, I really don't. Every every time he has a big game, oh, my gosh, he's we're not going to be able to afford him. I say, like, all right, what does the rest of the league think of what, what Malik's doing? Though that the rest of the league has decided defense is not a thing they're going to do anymore, maybe, maybe, maybe Malik's 20 points in this upscale NBA offense, maybe that's what they want. Maybe so. Like what it really comes down to um, with with all of this is, in my opinion, is winning. Yeah. Winning cures all. Mm-hmm. You know, and the vibes will be right back uh, to how we had them last year if they can start winning some games and win games on a consistent basis and stay there. Um, will they be able to do it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll see, but I think the I keep saying I think the the pieces are there. I do think the pieces are there. They just got to dig deep, you know. They got to dig deep and and figure out uh, who they are and who they want to be. And we'll see what they got, man. Yeah, and that Detroit game was a killer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that uh, that was the ultimate that vibe. Was a gut punch killer. Yeah, yeah, because even if you if you win that game then it's okay to lose to the Suns. It's okay to lose to OKC, and it would even be okay to do like these three in a row. But if you would have won that, you would have been, what, six and two. Then you go on to win the next one, seven and two over a nine-game stretch. 
if you have a little bit of a slip up right before the deadline, uh, right before the the All Star break, but it's against three really good teams. Okay, no big deal. But that you throw that de- uh, Detroit loss in there, and it just magnifies everything. And that's why, again, the margin of, of error for this team is nothing at this point. Yeah, and you just start looking through the schedule and starting to find like heightened importance. And we keep pointing to those two games against Dallas. How big those will be? Those games. I mean, that game's this is a month away. Mm-hmm. Already looking at those coming out strong against San Antonio on the twenty second. Uh, hoping to set the tone, you know, for what they could do moving forward. And then you still, you, you know, I, I didn't realize, I knew there was one left. I didn't realize till KC pointed it out, the Phoenix game's the last game of the season. That probably isn't going to have as much emphasis on it as it would have if it had taken place like four weeks earlier, wow. where mm-hmm. winning the series might not matter by the time you get to the last game of the season. Wow. Well, yeah. Or it could matter for everything. Well, yeah. it could, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a flip for side sure. to that. The um, yeah. shout out flip side, rest in peace. Uh, but so so you look at it like this. Shout out to Kamara. He sent us um, a text saying they got to go eighteen and eleven to finish with the same record that they had last year. Okay. Looking at the schedule, the easiest opponent stuff is was whatever. One with Washington, two with San Antonio, one with Portland, one with Memphis, one with Toronto, one with Brooklyn. That's one, two, three, four, six, seven. Seven, seven and oh there. Seven and oh there means you got to go. Softly, softly kind on your part. I mean, For a team that lost to Detroit last week. I'm just saying. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm, I'm telling you this is what they have to do. Okay. Not okay. what they're going to I hear you. All right. This is what you have to do. Yep. Even if you, even if like in a season, you can, even if in a season you get two or three where you trip up against teams like that, they've wasted that. Yeah. All right, so they've, they you don't get any more. Yeah, you don't get no more. You go to no there. That means you've got to go for the rest of your schedule that has quote unquote tough teams, mid teams, or whatever. What's that? Uh, what's my math looking at? Eleven and eleven. Yeah, because you had them seven and yeah. 0, 18 and eleven. Yeah, eleven and eleven. Five hundred outside of the ba- the bad teams. But that gets you so th- that gets you to where you're at, which probably gets you six. So I was going to say the follow up question is, what does that get you in the standings? Think, what does last year get you in the standings? I think that gets you six. Forty eight gets hmm. you six this year. It might not. Phoenix is up in like someone has to play different, and that's right. what we were talking about with Sacramento. Sacramento's got to they got to up it a little bit. Eighteen and eleven really isn't upping it. They're seven it's games the over five hundred right now. It's, it's the same yeah. thing. Um, of course, it, at this point in the season now. Phoenix could play the same. New Orleans could play the same. Like, if those teams all play the same, the Kings are eighth, mm-hmm. right? Dallas played um, probably not happening for all four of those teams. Right. Uh, who's going to take advantage? Dallas, is they're, they're working with their new lineups. They're cooking for sure. Phoenix will remain a question mark to me mm-hmm. all year. They have the toughest schedule. And Phoenix New Orleans, has. I just, I got to, I don't, I don't understand New Orleans at all. I, d- I don't I don't know I can't describe that basketball team. I no. think New Orleans could be potentially good. They lost. Dyson I think Davis. they could too. I don't understand why New Orleans isn't better. Right, that's the crazy thing, especially the way we see Sacramento, and then you look up and they're just a game better than them. You would think, yeah. the way that we've seen them play, like man, that's probably a team that's five games better than Sacramento. But for yeah. whatever reason, they got twenty something losses themselves. And they also they haven't been hit fully by the injury bug. They just lost Tyson Daniels. 
you could see them easily having more. I, I guess Alvarado's been hurt uh, on and off throughout the season, but you could definitely see them having more injury issues between now and the end of the season because that's who they've been forever. And I mean, if they stay healthy, I, I would be surprised if they didn't at least like trend up to like the 46 to 48 wins that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I looked at, I think, I've got the Kings at right around like 11 games against what you consider sort of non-playoff teams. And that's a lot like, and they, if they take care of those games and then the games that you, you know, the tough games that you got to split, if you, if you can come away like 500 um, with the rest of the games, you got a shot. The, the, the other thing um, about the Kings in the second half is they just went through Basically, a pretty tough month and a half, two month schedule where they were barely ever at home. Yeah, that's going to change. Yeah, in the second half, they're going to be home. A it's bunch pretty glaring in in a good amount in April, and they're what is it, fifteen and nine at home? Yeah, look year. at the other home records for the teams in the Western Conference. There's a, they, it's like there's there's, <laughs> it feels like some teams might have played all their home games already, right, right. and then you've got Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. They've got 11 home games in March. Who have been here twice since Christmas. Yeah. Slight exact. They have 11 home games in March and four and four in uh, in April. Yeah. So I think it's 11 home games and four road games hey, man. In, in March. Got to cook it, G1C. Yeah, got, got to. Starting got to. with HBCU night. That's not, James, where really are you going to cool. be HBCU night? <laughs> with the Deltas. <laughs> have you picked the fraternity the for the 22nd? James, we're getting James to that. With the James, we're getting to that game early, James. Going to need you to pick a fraternity. James, go be. Uh, what I'm not doing is I'm not wearing uh, Jason Jones's uh, yellow. Oh, your cues. Oh, yeah. Oh. James, going to be with the cues. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not wearing his Laker colors out there for well, my fraternity choice. Good idea. This That ain't happening. Oh, I, um, right color choices is important. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. James James is hyped. James is as hyped as we are for HBC. Oh, you know he is, man. See, you know he is. David, Dr. David, I got you Lambda Lambda Lambda. Yep. <laughs> so you believe that's a Revenge of the Nerds reference? Yes. Very good. Uh, it okay. ain't a school days reference. I know that. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a Revenge <laughs> of the Nerds reference. Yeah, so uh, uh buckle up. Yeah. Buckle up. I mean, we talking like we're gonna do this all again tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. Buckle we're up. We're gonna do this all again tomorrow. I think we all like. Well, I don't know. I forgot about injuries, but like, we feel like they're not winning tonight, huh? Everybody. I I don't know. It's just hard. Like, I don't know. I'd be. Surpri- I don't know. I'd be a little. I'm not gonna say. Yeah, they ain't winning. They're gonna be. I'd be Denver a little. Again. I'd be a little surprised if they won tonight. They gonna be Denver again. I'd perk up my seat. Like, oh, however, you know. Maybe Denver just wants to get to the break too. Yeah. It's not like Denver's, you know, incapable of just wanting to chill. Right. And they're potentially no Murray, no KCP. And they're they're at home. Mm-hmm. They ain't got to go nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. They might. They also they've added uh, Julian uh, Strathard to their injury list uh, as questionable with a left ankle sprain, and uh, Trey Lyles is still questionable. Yeah, I don't like that. I heard uh, Marcus Burton might be available, make his Kings debut tonight. I read that. The oh. the guy, the two way guy they signed, he's been elevated. Not, I think. That's, Deon, I think uh, it was uh, Ja who had that. Who is it? Like no, what's his name though? Marcus uh, Jones, right? Oh, Marcus Jones. What did I say? Burton. I'm thinking DeAndre Burton. Uh, yeah, it is Marcus. Deontay Jones. Burton. Yeah, it's not Deontay Burton. What is, it, is Jones. Uh, it's, it's Marcus Jones. Jones. Yeah. 
I don't think it's Marcus. Is that his last name? No, this is good. This is this is <laughs> no, this is fantastic. We're we're talking about a player. We can't get his name right. <laughs> hey, make sure you guys oh. turn into our purple no, black pregame no, show. Great. Later, by the way, Mason, this is terrific. Mason Jones. Mason, Mason Jones. Mason. Mason. Oh, that's good. This is good. Mason, oh, that's great. Mason Jones. He'll save the day. Yeah. No, it's very good. It's terrific. This was this was high quality radio here. Oh, hey, hopefully this, this, Chris. This, hey, Chris Duarte. Like, uh, you can't get any scoring off the bench. Throw Chris Duarte in. No, like, let's not. No, game. I'm. I'm. No. I'm, what's Chris Duarte going to do? Just play harder. Let Kevin Herter play. play no, no, no. I don't, I'm not saying over Kevin Herter. I'm saying, like, look, if you can't get more than three points out of everyone not named Malik Monk off your bench, you got to find points somewhere. That's uh, like, and well, I'm like, go, go ahead. Back to the start. Probably more start likely, probably more likely we see Alex Lynn tonight like for Alex. a more no. sustained period of time than we did last night. Oh, totally. No, no. We'll see Alex Lynn tonight against Jokic. Um, you didn't see Alex Len because you know you can't really run. Bull, him out Bull there only played two minutes, sun. and he was like, "Well, we don't need to do this." And also, let's point out that the Kings completely fell apart when Demontis Sabonis tried to catch his breath for a couple of minutes. Mm. You talk about yeah. the center of an offense. Good lord, they died last night. All right, we're leaving. This, this Science. is I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm a, I don't know if I'm going to be in a better mood. I'll be in a different mood tomorrow. Hopefully the Kings different get a dub, man. Um, the same, only better. How about that? Yeah, it's the same, only better. Yeah, there you go. We are uh, headed over to 1025 to do some giveaways here in this 4 o'clock hour. Come check us out if you'd like. Uh, we're going to run it back next here on ESPN 1320. And, of course, we've got the Purple and Black. It's just such a great name, the Purple, purple and Black, Black pregame, pre-game show. show. Yeah, it rolls right off the tongue. What time is that? 530. Be there. Very good. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m beginning with the insiders on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Vamos, Kings, light the beam. We still love you. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.